Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. It's a me, a man, the Garcia. <laughs> Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. Excitement time. Clam down. Clam down. Clam down. Clam down. Pirates are going dancing, baby. They picked us last. They picked us last. And now we're going dancing. We're going dancing. How about those friggin' pirates? Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios. What a beautiful day in Greenville, North Carolina. Shorts and short sleeve weather going on on this lovely Thursday in March 3-23-23. I'm in a good mood because... Hoops are back. NCAA tournament resuming tonight with Sweet 16 action. And tonight's slate is awesome. We will talk a lot about that on today's program. Some baseball, some football, everything in between on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250, 930 online, PR927FM.com. And be a part of the show. Watch the show on Facebook Live or YouTube and hang out with us there. Give us your thoughts. Your thoughts on ECU's loss last night to Campbell. Second loss of the Camels to the season. How the Pirates can bounce back. What happened at the end of the game. We had Scrappy-Doo himself, Chandler Honeycutt there. We'll uh, tell you everything. He'll tell you everything that happened last night. Get a recap in the Pirates' loss. They got to bounce back quickly with George Mason coming to town this weekend. So we will talk baseball. We'll talk little football uh and of course a lot of basketball today our guests on the show include pete medhurst play-by-play voice of the navy midshipmen and pete is a great follow on twitter at pete medhurst because he talks about everything going on in the sports world uh works with the nats radio network so we'll talk a little baseball uh we'll talk some navy football life without ken niamatololo and uh, talk some hoops with Pete as well. Also, uh, he's up there in the area. I'll ask him about the sale of the commanders and uh, what's going on on that side of things also. All right, so uh, Pete Medhurst, looking forward to checking in with Pete coming up in about 20 minutes or so. Brandon Manning will join us, talk Pirate Baseball. We'll get our ECU baseball update presented by Brandon Manning and Farm Bureau with Brandon Manning. As he'll join us to talk about last night's loss, uh, what we've seen the last couple of weeks uh, since the last time we saw Brandon, and preview the weekend. So some baseball talk coming up, hour number two. Name That Sound is back in hour number two as well. Haven't played in a couple weeks. Chandler needed a week off as he is 0-6 uh, of trying to avoid being 0-7, trying to get his first win and name that sound today and i gotta say chandler is trending in the right direction he had one of the best live on field reports we've ever had since opening the doors of pirate radio yesterday and i feel like he is the the focus is there i'm a little nervous uh today taking on chandler and name that sound because he... <laughs> he is scrappy dude uh right here in the pirate radio studios also coming up today kim mcneil she'll join us at five o'clock to talk about the amazing run to the ncaa tournament and not just letting that be a fluke a one-year wonder we'll talk about the program and 
what kind of spot it's in and uh man we had so much fun between the aac tournament the selection show watch party the week building up to it now, fortunately the game did not go ecu's way but we'll talk about all that with kim mcneil coming up at five o'clock and we'll break down the action in the sweet 16 with the big man on campus jeff nadu so we are ready to roll on a thursday pack show for you today all right let's say hello to shirley rhodes and to chandler honeycutt everything going okay in there in studio b yeah we're just uh the camera in the studio fell so i leave the station for one day and everything just goes to hell looks like y'all ever having an earthquake (laughs) in studio b yeah all right i think why did you do that put it back over there so i could see now ladies ladies (laughs) sorry i'm just like i need to make sure that the camera is is in the right spot and uh chandler's got it centered right on him no it's operating the camera (laughs) i'm trying to get what this is fun hey wait wait wait, can y'all just say hello to me yes not until we get this fixed okay i'll wait we have bigger fish to fry here speaking of fish fries sorry chandler how you doing good man how about you i'm good thank you how was fayetteville it was great it was great to be around my neck of the woods there we go um that looks good um but it was great to be i thought you know when i found out that we were playing in fayetteville i thought it would be a good opportunity for me to go and cover for pirate radio and i was able to do that last night and uh so i I really enjoyed it i just i hate that the pirates lost last night in a tough one just like the last appearance for the pirates against uh campbell it was a tough one in Bowie's creek same way last night in fayetteville just couldn't get the bats rolling couldn't get those runs in when we needed them uh there was a couple of times where the bases were juiced and we're just not able to get the uh, Mm -hmm. get those runs in i mean you start the game with a luke nowak triple uh the bases end up getting juiced in that in the in the top of the first air and uh uh just that was kind of the storyline last night if you want to say you know that could be the storyline or it could have be you know what happened at the end of the game and how that might affect you know east carolina come friday for george george mason yeah so. i mean how do you eject somebody after a game what are you ejecting them from and what i've read not from anything official but so is josh moylan out for friday's game I've seen, after his suspension i've seen people say i don't know if it's reliable sources but i mean my I, favorite sources if, are unreliable well i what i'm saying here is if I, what i'm going to assume and i know assuming means you're making an ass out of you and me but i'm going to assume why you got to bring me into this sorry but i'm i'm going to say that if a player slash coach which in this situation last night both were ejected seconds after the strike three call from the home plate umpire now josh Moreland does take take, he takes his bat and draws a line basically in the right-handed batter's box and that's always a no-no so as soon as he did that he was tossed and i could just see cliff godwin right away charge towards home plate he gets tossed and to me that says that these guys that of course there's nothing that can happen in that game it's over so i'm assuming that it's going to affect what goes on in the next game which is friday against george mason it doesn't affect uh godwin it does not affect godwin but it could moylan 
and we'll try to get some official word on that okay but uh, yeah an, an interesting ending to the game last night with josh moreland and cliff godwin getting tossed um but yeah i mean pitching a, a positive that you can take out of it uh is pitching the pitching was great zach root did give up a home run he gave up two earned runs um and uh garrett sailor was <laughs> lights out until he has some discomfort in his arm he did throw a warm-up pitch when zach womack austin knight and cliff godwin came out there they gave him one warm-up pitch he hummed it in there a fastball it looked good but apparently his arm was not feeling good and uh you saw him kind of shake shake him off and they had to go to the bullpen right away it was lunsford shinkman coming in and he did an outstanding job coming in in uh immediate relief for the hate to say it but injured garrett sailor yeah um man you just hate to see these great pitching nights spoiled uh with even better pitching nights by campbell and lack of hitting from ecu but garrett sailor had been good the two pre- previous midweeks uh starting and was awesome last night in relief and we just hope he is uh going to be all right because you certainly need him for not just the midweek but also an arm uh out of the bullpen in the weekends but east carolina falls to campbell last night two to one and uh, we'll talk more about that one with brandon manning coming up hour number two of today's show let's see what the people are saying you can join us on facebook youtube uh chime in on twitter as well make sure you give us a like a subscribe we would appreciate that um eric says even coming off a name that sound bye week i bet that owen didn't do an ounce of preparation all that talent going to waste man i'm a little nervous to do this because yesterday we kind of called chandler out talked about how nervous he'd be for his live check-in how there's rain there's tarps there's bp not going on and and chandler's kind of flustered and what did he do he had the best live report we've had in the history of pirate radio so now you've got eric calling you out what are you gonna do you're gonna apply that chip right back to the shoulder can i can i see that chip right there shirley can you just hand me that shirley hands him the chip he puts it directly on the left shoulder and now you got a uh, a focus for this game you're in trouble buddy i, I kind of feel that way you're for in some trouble reason. i got a weird feeling about today's game you're still going to probably beat me by 10 points probably kaz <laughs> says that dash hat looks good on you oh this whole thing that old thing right there oh this thing you, did you notice how uh kaz worded that people are really learning and i appreciate intelligent people instead of saying i like that hat or that's a good looking hat to which i can't respond because i didn't make the hat he says the hat looks good on you so now i can say thank you see wow he's learning we're teaching people Ah. the correct way to say things kaz you're a quick learner the correct way to communicate you're a quick study well done well done Jamil says, can't leave all those base runners stranded. No crap. All right. Steve wants to hear sound effects. Sound effects, Steve. You ready, Shirley? I am ready. FX Steve. Clippo. Burgalia. Burgalia. Go Gator. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, you threw me off. Hold on, because I had to go do a completely different... Go Gator. Go Gator. I was just about to say, like, he always does it in the same order, but he did throw you off with the Go Gator. Yeah. I want me some glory hole. I want me some glory hole. Two little butt cheeks. It's two little butt cheeks. Swinging dingers. Swinging dingers? He wants a Troy D. Sigh, followed by a Shirley Sigh. 
All right. Yeah, okay. All right, well done. Nicely done. Thank you. John Moody says, hashtag, ask the host. Clipper, do you remember hosting your first postgame show and who the opponent was? I don't, John, but I remember my first pregame show, and that was 2007 against uh, Virginia Tech, and it was after the shooting they had in Blacksburg. Yes. And that was the first Bud Light pregame tailgate I hosted I don't quite remember when I started doing the post game. It was like 2012, maybe 13, something like that. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, no. no I yeah. think it was. It might have been after the South Carolina. Oh yeah, that would have been 2011, right? South Carolina in Charlotte, 2011. Lance Lewis, uh, Lance Lewis, dogging Stephon Gilmore. I think that was John my first post game show. Because I remember leaving here, my wife and I and my daughter went to my buddy's house, watched the game, but I had to leave early to come back here for the postgame show. So that would have been 07, first pregame, 2011, first postgame show. Thank you for asking. Next. Ask the trainer. Next. So, uh, yeah, if you want to chime in, chat with us, please do on YouTube, Facebook, twitter wherever you are in honor of redbeard i might just have another uh 40 minute segment with chris haymeyer talking about the great things going on at campbell <laughs> redbeard yesterday said nice campbell promo i saw that tweet i roll emoji at pirate radio i'm like redbeard turn off your station leave me alone you got better things to do than to criticize me and this show just turn it off don't listen to it anyway chandler i need you to be real misogynistic right now and tell shirley what you want to see yeah let me just take a look good little gander <laughs> oh god it's getting it's getting creepy in here what i need you to do shirley and man, I love when you do it. It's to back that fat truck up. That Girl, you, you look good once you back that truck back up. Back that truck up. Man. You're a big, fine woman. Once you back that truck up. I am so disturbed right now. Man. I love putting this thing on. Oh, man, I forgot the players use these in the promos. So mine is very small. I'm assuming that lane hoover is the one that had mine uh you could assume any player or any other human had it on because <laughs> your head is bigger than everybody's yeah well mine was way too big and i was like what is going on why is my hat i had mine fit perfectly and someone stretched it out i was a little disturbed chandler get to it what are we doing sorry i was waiting for you to set it up i'm setting it up I did set it up. You usually set it up. I set it up. Then you say back that fat truck up, and then you say what we're doing. You usually she backs it up. This is like the millionth time we've done this. But you usually set that up. Anyway, look, the people are saying enough. They're saying shut up. They're saying we're ready for football. We're ready for ECU Michigan. And I'm telling you this. You're going to have to wait, but it's drawing near. 163 days away until ECU goes to 
Ann Arbor to take on the Wolverines of Michigan in the big house, people probably are going 163 days. 163 that's, days. That's outrageous. I can't, I can't wait that long. Are there any even that many days in a year? They're like, I can't wait that long. I've got to see East Carolina football as fast as I can, ASAP, as soon as possible. Guess what, folks? In just 16 days, you will be able to go out to Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. In 16 days, you will be able to go and enjoy a nice equipment sale, which starts at 9 o'clock. What do we got there? Jock straps? Probably. Maybe some socks, game worn socks. Could I get a maybe an arm armband? Carter Cunningham game used to protective cup. I actually <laughs> once bought a Trey um Trey Turner. Uh Turner Brown bat. That's pretty cool. And I used it in high school uh from an equipment sale. That's at nine o'clock in sixteen days. But at eleven o'clock in sixteen days, it is the purple gold pigskin pig out. Let me stop you. Are they playing a spring game? Uh, we're we're playing a, we're playing a game. We're having a spring game. Okay. We're having a spring game. Eleven o'clock, April eighth. Uh, guys are going to compete. They're going to be physical. Uh, they're very hard nosed. A very hard nosed bunch. But you're going to have to wait sixteen days on the David Price Construction countdown to kick off. David Price Construction, run by ECU alum David Price. David Price Construction specializes in commercial projects, maintenance on facilities, and large scale residential renovations and additions give them a call 919-291-5532 or visit them online at davidpriceconstruction.com for all your commercial or custom residential and building needs david price construction the proud ecu home services partner uh award-winning work from david price and david price construction huge ecu uh supporter chandler spoke to him several times in Menji's this year you talk to them just about every game this year right yeah they so. sit right behind the goal uh on our side where we sit in section 213 they're only just a couple of sections over and i go over there and talk to him and his wife leah and they usually have their son joseph who is a very huge child uh at the age of like a year and a half maybe two years uh but a great family a great pirate family like you said they're they both are ecu alum and they're big pirate supporters and they run a great company here out of Greenville, David Price Construction. All right, uh, John has a challenge I, for you. I saw this, and I just I don't know if I can do this. He says, Chan Man, we have a long, hot summer ahead. My challenge to you is make the countdown intro more creepy and creepy each week. One, I just don't want to paint myself as a creeper. Two, Two we might have to run this by David Price. Yeah. Two, we have a spot. This is a sponsored segment. I'm cool with David Price, but I'm not cool enough for him to say, hey, be creepy and be hey, creepier every Thursday. Hey, I'm really enjoying the segment, uh, knowing how many days it is till kickoff. You guys talking football and uh, especially when you, you talk up my great company that I've developed from scratch, David Price Construction. But I got one suggestion. Could you be more of a creep? Yeah. Could you make it creepier? Because that's what puts that's what butts really in the seats. Gets, yeah. And in third, I don't think Shirley. I mean, Shirley's probably feeling very violated over here. I don't want to have to put her through that every single week, every single Thursday. And you're telling me to get worse and worse as the weeks go on? So by what? By the time we get to seven days uh, or whatever, 
in, in August, right before Michigan, I'm going to literally just kind of be all over her. <laughs> groping like, no, groping her and be like, we day. are seven days away from ECU Michigan. Yeah, you got to get creepier each week regardless of who's in that chair. If Shirley yeah, has to leave and Wes I is there. I will totally oh, take that day off. <laughs> Wes literally Ooh. might punch me. Thank you to David Price Construction. We oh, promise. I paid money to see that. We promise to be <laughs> less creepy moving forward. All right, we need to take a break. When we return, Pete Medhurst, voice of the Navy football midshipman, will join us. We'll talk all things sports with Pete when we return. Pirate Radio Live on a Thursday. Back with you after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's for the best Mexican food and fun in Greenville. You can come and enjoy favorites like shrimp tacos, steak and chicken fajitas, burritos, enchiladas, ACP, and more. Follow Chico's on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's for dine-in or to-go. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. All righty, back with you here on this Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Coming up in hour number two, we'll talk to former Pirate Brandon Manning, talk some Pirate baseball. They fall to Campbell last night. George Mason coming up this weekend. We'll play Name That Sound coming up. At 4.30, Kim McNeil, ECU women's basketball coach, joins us at 5 o'clock to talk about their run to the NCAA tournament and looking ahead to this offseason and next season. And also the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau, Barstool Sports, joins us at 5.30 to look at tonight's Sweet 16 action, which you can hear right here on Pirate Radio. Right now, we'll head out to the Pirate Radio live line and talk to Pete Medhurst. He's the play-by-play voice for navy football he nats uh broadcast he does a little bit of everything i love following pete on twitter because he is uh, like myself following everything going on in the sports world and we like talking to him here on pirate radio pete welcome back how you doing man look good to be with you man and uh shout out to uh kim mcneil's women's program uh, i think any of us that follow women's basketball know just how a a tremendous accomplishment that is and uh, hopefully even bigger and better things ahead uh, for them uh, now in the Americans. A hell of a season that they had. Yes, sir. It was a lot of fun to follow, and uh, looking forward to catching up with Coach McNeil coming up in uh, about an hour and a half right here on Pirate Radio. Well, people, start. Uh, let's start with some Navy spring football. Got ECU spring football practice going on right now as the Pirates looking to um, come back with another strong season as they had. Uh, last year, one of the downsides to that season last year was a date against those Navy midshipmen. And, of course, uh, Ken Niamatololo, no longer the head coach, Brian Newberry in. And I know that name well, Pete, because leading up to that game last year, we had 
Uh, the coaches, uh, Donnie Kirkpatrick, offensive coordinator, and Mike Houston, we kind of focus on the Navy offense. They mentioned Newberry's name a million times that week, and, and we saw why when the game was played. He held down a very productive ECU offense in the 23-20 to overtime victory for Navy last September. So how has this uh, power transition gone uh, up there in Annapolis? Kenny Amatolo has been there so long, had so much success. How are things going right now with uh, Coach Newberry taking the helm? Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt that anytime you have a change like this, um, and as Brian has said, you know, normally you're coming into a situation where, you know, you're having to repair culture and, you know, all kinds of issues that, quite frankly, exist uh, within a program. Well, that's not the case here. And, you know, Coach Nimadololo had obviously a tremendous, I mean, let's face it, it's just tremendous culture, tremendous program. So Brian, from that standpoint, gets to take over ready-made culture already. He doesn't have to remake this whole thing. And I think that's just a tremendous uh, asset in Brian's uh, pocket going into this because, you know, you, you know what happens when coaches uh, come in. Well, you know, it's going to take us a couple of years to get our types of players, yeah. types of things in here. Well, Brian's got that already in place, having been here himself and uh, certainly would uh, would have much rather you know taken over under better circumstances. There's no doubt about that. But um, you know, hey, so far so good. Recruiting went very well for this new staff, and uh, that's I think in, in a way. In talking to a couple of the players already, um, you know, with spring practice getting underway this week, I think for them there's an excitement and an energy because there's a lot of new voices, and in many ways for the players now there's a, a new opportunity. A for the ones that have been here to prove that they still belong in the positions that they're in, but also for the other kids to say, hey, man, this is a clean slate for me and a new opportunity to prove myself uh, to a new staff, and you never know what kind of playing time that could lead to uh, for those players. Pete Medhurst joining us, Pirate Radio Live Line, talking a little Navy football. Pete, what is uh, Coach Neil Montalolo doing uh, this season? Is he? I, I haven't seen. Is he back in coaching? Is he uh, taking a year off? What's he up to? Uh, going to be out there in Hawaii, it looks like, uh, viewing uh, the football season. And, um, you know, look, I mean, this this he's been in this game every year uh, since 1988, either as wow. a player uh, or a coach now. Um, and he's going to get an opportunity uh, probably to, you know, at least for a year, uh, enjoy himself and um, take some time to decompress. And incred- he's got an incredible family. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Kenny's good people. Uh, family is, is top-notch. Um, and, you know, for one of those rare occasions, now it's going to be a chance for him to enjoy himself. Um, and I think that's the important thing here uh, for him is it's a chance to decompress and enjoy himself a little bit. His son, uh, you know, is still on the staff here on the defensive side. And um, so he's going to be able to – he's going to certainly have a vested interest in uh, in Navy football with the son still uh, on the staff in the coaching profession. And um, I know he can't wait to support him in any way that he can. Talking to Pete Medhurst on the Pirate Radio Live on. Speaking of coaching changes in your neck of the woods, Pete, Georgetown naming a new basketball coach. And I, I kind of missed, due to my age, the, the real glory years of, of John Thompson in Georgetown. I certainly remember as a kid seeing Alonzo Mourning and Dikembe Mutombo. And, and by the time AI was there, I was uh, watching games every night. So I remember that era very good, kind of the tail end of the John Thompson era. And, and here we are today with Georgetown trying to to figure it out, trying to put themselves back on the Big East map and the 
uh, landscape of college basketball map. They go out, they get Ed Cooley from Providence. Ed Cooley is uh, just a tremendous personality, very likable guy every time you see him. So what do you think about the hire, and, and what do you think about Georgetown Hoops moving forward? Can he figure out whatever has gone wrong there uh, in Hoyle land? Yeah, I've been a Hoyle supporter since uh, I was like nine years old. We used to get the first Big East TV syndicated package on Channel 5 locally here. Uh, it kind of woke everybody up to Georgetown uh, who didn't even really know they existed in the area. Maryland was kind of the only dominant basketball program at the time under Lefty Drizel. But, you know, I, I, look, in, in today's college basketball, you can rebuild quickly. Uh, the transfer portal gives you that type of opportunity. Uh, so you can rebuild quickly. And I think Ed Cooley's going to be able to do that. The brand certainly needs to be repaired. There's no doubt about that. Ironically, one of its greatest players that's responsible for the brand they have is ironic that, you know, for whatever reason, Patrick, yeah, they got that one run going in the, in the Big East tournament that one year, but they could not sustain it. Player retention there was not uh, very strong. And that's going to be Ed's challenge is to get players there, to retain those players, and when all is said and done, as we know in this profession, it's winning basketball games. I believe Ed Cooley can do that. My son has worked uh, camps uh, with him locally. Uh, and my son is in the coaching profession, recruits the DMV. And uh, there's no doubt that Ed's going Ed, to – the local grassroots coaches around here are excited that Ed Cooley has this job. And I think they're going to do everything within their power uh, to help Ed rebuild this program. Because let's face it, this is the most fertile ground for uh, high school talent. Uh, in the country if you're not coming here to get players it's because your recruiters are not doing their job and quite frankly uh, this area is so good ed's already been down here with player to get players before so he knows it the coaches know him so i don't think it's going to take georgetown a long time to rebuild the problem is the big east that he's in as he knows with providence is a tough conference and it gets deeper and deeper uh, villanova had a down year this year you know that's not going to stay uh, like that forever so he's going to have to do it quickly, but uh, I believe he is indeed the man to get it done. And as I tweeted immediately when they made the move dismissing Patrick Ewing, Ed Cooley was at the top of the list, and that's the guy that they hired. And Pete, they might have to worry about the Johnnies as well. Rick Patino back in the Big East and being a Big East uh, lifer like yourself, following it for so long, you know what that means. It was really neat to see Lou Carnesecca uh, there still alive and kicking at the press conference. Uh, what do you think about Patino back in the uh, Big East? I think it works. It's, it's where St. John's had to go to get, again, revitalize their brand. The brand had become stale. Uh, they were no, they were an afterthought in the Big East, just like Georgetown. So now with UConn coming back into the league, yeah. Andy Hurley uh, rebuilding that brand the way he has, you know that it's forced the other schools to either you know as we say in the trade, uh, you know do your business or get off the pot, and uh, that's um, that's unfortunately a product of what happens when strong winning programs are in your league. You know Marquette has been great under Shaka Smart. Uh, you know, Creighton has been a, a fantastic for Greg McDermott. So, you know, while the brand is weird because, you know, Marquette and Creighton don't exactly scream traditional biggies like UConn, Georgetown, and St. John's do, uh, the fact remains is they're in the league and you got to go compete with them now. But uh, I believe both St. John's and Georgetown made the proper hires 
to help restore the brands that they're trying to repair. Yeah, that's a good point, Pete. The power has certainly expanded west uh, in the Big East and uh, even throw in uh, Xavier. Uh, they finished second in the conference. They're still alive yep. right now. And uh, you're, you're like, well, where's, you know, St. John's and uh, Seton Hall? And uh, But it is a, a widespread league now. And I don't know, something about – and I, I'm a Washington fan uh, in football, Pete. We'll talk about the Commanders in a moment. But I've heard people say that when Washington's good, it, it makes the league as a whole better. There's some franchises that do that. I think when the Big East is good, it makes college basketball as a whole better. I love the the Big East tournament. I love the midweek games uh, in those you know historic gyms, which some are bigger than others now, and then things have gotten bigger. But I don't know. So it still brings me back to Big Monday and uh, growing up and watching some good Big East basketball. And I feel like with Cooley uh, going from Big East to Big East to Georgetown, but Patino back, maybe we'll get some of those rivalries and some of those uh, hot little gyms fired up for uh, for some regular season Big East basketball next year. Yeah, I mean, let's hope so. I mean, quite frankly, I mean, Georgetown playing at Capital One Arena, and there's like 500 people yeah. there. I mean, that makes it a cavernous joint. Um, and, and Cooley is taking a risk. There's no question Ed's taking a risk. I mean, he's playing in front of a pretty packed house uh, every night up at Providence. Uh, he's a Rhode Island guy. But as he said in his press conference, and he told John Fanta, who was watching earlier today, for the first time in his coaching career, he's looking out for Ed. Not Coach Cooley, but for Ed. And I think for Ed, there's this internal competitiveness of a new challenge at this point. I think we all look for that that new challenge at some point. Like, I mean, if an ESPN or a Fox came to me right now and said, "Hey, if we wanted you to call college ba- football on Saturday, would you come do it?" Of course, I'd go do it because it's a it's a it's a new challenge, and we're always looking to, to accept that new challenge. Um, you know that that's out there uh, if we believe it's the right fit. And I think for Ed, it's the right fit. And I think that's important. So many times, athletic programs don't hire someone that is a fit. I mean, in the basketball league, maybe plays in the Patriot League. You know, Holy Cross hired a guy that Brett Nelson who played at Florida. He was not a fit though for Holy Cross, and they've never gained any traction uh, whatsoever with that program. So he got he got banged. You know, we had four openings in the Patriot League. So when the Patriot League starts firing coaches, <laughs> then you know that these ads are everybody's inspired. We watched what Tobin Anderson just did at FDU. And, of course, Tobin did a great job on the Division II level at St. Thomas Aquinas. And I got, I got to know that program a little bit um, through Mike Heary, my color man in basketball, because his, uh, his uh, uncle is the coach at Damon College in Division II in the same league as Aquinas, and they were the top two teams uh, in that league. And now look at what Tobin Anderson does. He parlays a, a, a miracle performance against Purdue into the job at Iona. And keep in mind... FDU wasn't even supposed to be in a tournament because Merrimack, who moved up from Division Two, has won their league two years in a row, but it's ineligible because of the archaic NCAA rule that says when you're making that transition, you got to sit out like four or five years before uh, you can be eligible uh, for the NCAA tournament. Got some good insight and a little mini rant there from Pete. That was good stuff, and I do agree. We gotta, <laughs> we gotta change that one. Uh, let these teams in that des- that deserve and earn their way in to the NCAA tournament. Pete Medhurst joining us today on the Pirate Radio Live Line. All right, Pete, it's starting to, the smoke is starting to build. Maybe starting to see some flames on this uh, Dan Snyder sell of the Washington Commanders. So, as far as you know, Pete, where do we sit right now as far as potential buyers and is Snyder a potential seller? And and is this thing actually real? Are we going to see the Commanders sold? 
Yeah, I mean, I don't think for – I mean, I think we're definitely going to get a sale. I, I don't think that's out of the – I mean, you know, that's not even a question anymore. The question is going to be is how high can Dan get the bidding, uh, you know, before he finally, you know, decides to cut loose of this thing. And if, you know, you got – obviously Josh Harris's group uh, with now Magic Johnson allegedly coming aboard to be a minority investor uh, in that group as well. Uh, Steve Astapopoulos, the new uh, Canadian investor that came out yesterday, you know, maybe he's a guy that gets into this to, you know, uh, you know, get the bidding up a little bit higher. He he allegedly was trying to bid on the Hornets and decided to get out of that bidding uh, to bid on the Commanders. So uh, we'll watch his name now and watch what kind of investment he has over the next, uh, you know, few days to see if that uh, promotes movement here. NFL owners getting together. Uh, later this week out in Arizona. Not going to vote Dan Snyder out because I believe they feel we're getting you know toward a potential sale. You want this to be as clean as possible. The last thing NFL owners want to do and the league wants to do is get into litigation with Dan Snyder uh, and stretch this thing out uh, any further. So they're giving him the, the ultimate chance to take the deal that he wants and eventually uh, move on with a sale of the franchise. I think you got at minimum two big bidders in. If somehow they get Bezos into here, which Dan seems to balk at, doesn't want anything to do with Bezos' business uh, for whatever reason, um, then you know maybe we get even closer to $7 billion, which is, I mean, Dan Snyder would be foolish to turn that down uh, if it got to that point. I think we're going to have a sale. It's just a matter of when, making sure we cross the T's and dot the I's correctly uh, in terms of that process. And I think by May, right after the draft, we're probably talking about new ownership. Uh, with the Washington Commanders, and then maybe they can finally get on with the business of football and uh, get that brand, because that's another brand that needs repair. It's no doubt. what we talk about. I mean, it seems, seems that we're talking about in all of sports clips is, is how do we repair all of these amazing brands um, that, for whatever reason, have gone off the rails in some capacities, and um, Washington is, is another one of those in football. Yeah, that's a good point. Pete Medhurst joining us, bouncing around. Pete, before we let you go, uh, one week away from opening day of Major League Baseball, and uh, we got a Nats fan in here, uh, Chandler, who is, uh, don't think, looking forward to too much this season. One thing to look forward to, and I saw he had a good outing uh, recently, Mackenzie Gore from right down the road here. He was an East Carolina commit, but went right to the draft, as he should have, and got paid a lot of money by the Padres. He is now, he was part of the Soto trade, Juan Soto trade, uh, and is going to be one of maybe the aces for the Nationals this year, but excited to see what Mackenzie Gore can do. How about, I don't know, anything else on the Nats horizon you're uh, interested to see this season, Pete? Well, I think with him and Josiah Gray, they're definitely, they definitely have a one-two at the top of the rotation um, that I think fans are going to be able to get excited about. Um, Patrick Corbin, his last outing or two, has been better. Um, looked more like a serviceable starting pitcher than the guy he did at times last year. Um, I think we're just going to have to accept what Patrick is right now until he shows us uh, the ability to be different. The Cade Cavalli injury is just a dagger uh, because that's a guy that's got top-of-the-rotation stuff um, and had shown it uh, on occasion already here in spring training. But with Tommy John surgery now, it's going to eliminate him. I think the best days are ahead of this club. I think there's a group of prospects that I think we're talking mid-24 and certainly the beginning of 25 before they're all here. But between Hassel, James Wood, Elijah Green, I think they've got the building blocks in place of a great young group of players uh, that you, you just look when you're good and you keep trading away uh, minor league talent, um, you know, eventually you're going to hit a pothole like this. 
it's unavoidable in today's uh, game, quite frankly, unless your ownership is just going to spend frivolously uh, to replace guys. Remember, for all the money the Dodgers spend, they have an amazing farm system. That's the true reason why they've been able to maintain their level of success is because their farm system has been fantastic. And that's what Mike Rizzo is trying to rebuild now with the Nationals. He's trying to rebuild that farm system, uh, which obviously was devoid of talent because a lot of it had been traded away in deadline deals to get you those extra veterans down the stretch that make a difference for you in the playoffs. And, you know, Washington is trying to uh, rebuild that group right now and I think is doing a very good job at it. I think there are good days ahead. Uh, but, again, patience is what's going to be needed here in the short term. And If this team gets to 80 or 82 wins, by far it's a successful season. Anything above that would be considered, uh, I think, an amazing season uh, for this club, just based on the division they're in. My goodness, the NL East is just yeah. a beast, especially at the top. If Trey Turner plays like this for Philadelphia the way he did in the WBC, man, look out. Philadelphia obviously went to the World Series last year, uh, likely going to be a candidate uh, to get back if their pitching doesn't betray them this season. Pete Medhurst joining us, and uh, Pete, there are a ton of examples, as you know, of teams rebuilding, and uh, my Braves went through it uh, five, six years ago or so, and all the Nationals have to do is look right up the road to the Orioles. How about the season they had last year coming off being the worst team, basically, in Major League Baseball? So it can be done. It's done every uh, every cycle of two or three years, and hopefully the Nats uh, are next on that list. Pete, uh, great stuff, man. I, I said it coming into the show. You you follow everything. You wear a lot of different hats. You're you're at the horse track too, right? So tell everybody uh, what you're up to now and uh, how we can find you, how we can follow you. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I'll be calling 14 races at Rosecroft Raceway tonight. Uh, very easy follow on Twitter at Pete Medhurst. I keep it very simple. Uh, the subtitle will come up, Pete on Sports, and uh, I love interacting with people. You know how much I love this fan base. Um, you know, and, and even when we're not playing you guys during the season, I listen to all the pre and post game shows and stuff like that. Yeah, Pete's a big fan of the fifth quarter, and you call her, so he enjoys that. I'm telling you, I've, I've told people, I, and I've said this to anybody that will listen, this is one of the greatest fan bases in all of college sports. And, I've, you know, even I know at some point my wife and I are going to end up, you know, moving down in that direction and moving south. And, you know, I, I can't wait at some point to come to – uh, some East Carolina games and participate in what is an unbelievable atmosphere. I mean, uh, you know, even baseball there. I mean, look at the, look at the atmosphere y'all create in baseball. And I, and I think that's where that's where your fan base gets truly tested. How do you support, you know, what we call the Olympic sports, so to speak? How do you support Kim McNeil's basketball program? And the turnout for them, as they continue to win games, uh, you know, it got better and better for them. And that's a deserving program. When they show you that they are making the commitment to winning, they deserve your support, and I think that's the thing I love about this fan base is this fan base down at East Carolina shows up for its team. If you show them a good time, and baseball certainly does it, you know, I mean, I got a, I got a daughter that plays high school softball. I mean, I hope one day she's good enough to play Division One. If she ended up down there in an environment like that, that'd be fantastic. So I, I just think it's, it's one of the great fan bases in the country, and that's why I always enjoy talking sports with you guys. Uh, all the time pete great stuff man i uh, appreciate the the kind words to uh the ecu fan base and uh we do love it around here we enjoy talking to you as well we'll hook up again uh this fall before east carolina and navy meet on the uh on the gridiron and uh we'll talk more football and uh, more sports with you pete we really enjoyed it man you got a clip thanks buddy all right there he is pete medhurst joining us uh, i think we got some promos out of that shirley is uh 
that was uh, some really awesome stuff but yeah pete he's he's not just saying that he too he's tuned into the fifth quarter both for ecu navy and either uh, even other games uh the pirates are involved in on the football diamond and uh just a, a radio guy a sports guy and uh, our kind of guy, Pete Medhurst, joining us. Uh, Redbeard chiming in says, fantastic Navy and Big East report at Tweeting Clip at Pirate Radio. <laughs> I'll say this. I love Redbeard's consistency. I love I love the hateful person that Redbeard is. It keeps me going. He's one of my favorites. One of my favorites and least favorites at the same time. I mean, that's his character. He can't go away from it. Thank you, Redbeard. Stay on brand. I love the consistency do not ever change i know i don't have to say that you're not going to ever change you be you you hate everything and uh that's hate is what makes him happy whatever makes you happy you be you you be let's take a time out we'll come back when we return we'll wrap up hour one brandon manning He's warming early. up in the bullpen hey if you ain't early you're late yeah i know that's right and brandon manning a true ball player and a true insurance man who's ready four hours after hours he's already answered like two calls in there i've heard him busiest man in greenville he's got seven phones just kidding hannah he's only got one everybody relax calm down we'll take a break come back wrap up hour one after this Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. University PC Care has been Pirate Nation's go to IT expert since 2006 and are the local tech support experts for any of your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, great chat with Pete Medhurst. Redbeard, yesterday, said great Campbell promo at pirate radio when we talked to chris haymeyer today he said fantastic navy and big east report at tweeting clip at pirate radio in a sarcastic tone to which mike p responded can't believe you hate the troops certainly not red white and blue beard oh mike p you're a funny guy i heard red beard was rooting for japan over usa in uh baseball the other night hate to see it hate to see it are y'all still working on that damn camera she is what i'm is, getting distracted what's wrong with the camera i think that looks good get up to the i'm trying to get it right y'all need to get your good sides well i want to know who knocked the darn thing off by the way brandon manning's here you can see him in the background yeah hi brandon brandon Say manning hi. will be joining us in just a moment to talk east carolina baseball as they fall to Campbell. Hopefully, uh, Brandon was able to watch it on the weather cam or the Chris Cunningham GoPro cam. Uh, but we had our man Chandler Honeycutt on the scene, so he'll give us thoughts Brandon on what happened. Here. What'd he say? He's <laughs> making fat jokes. He's making fat jokes, I think. To me? What'd you say? He said, I can't, he said, they do say TV or cameras add 10 pounds. He said, but 
clip must be using a different camera. <laughs> if you're going to say jokes, you got to get on a mic. Say it to my face. That's not fair. <laughs> That's say pretty it good. To my face. That's pretty good, Brandon. I'm sorry. Could you repeat what Mike P responded with, please? Sure. Redbeard said sarcastically, Great Navy and Big East report. And Mike P said, Can't believe you hate the troops. Wow. You're certainly not red, white, and bluebeard. Oh. And look at this. Redbeard has just posted a Japanese flag on his Oh, wow. uh, God. <laughs> Man. Twitter wars. <laughs> Redbeard, the anti-American pirate, joining us uh, here via Twitter. All right. Let's look at the uh, Buccaneer. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Mike P. on Facebook says, and he heard. This is just uh, not confirmed. He said he heard Redbeard went to the zoo and threw rocks at the bald eagles. Oh, dang. <laughs> dang, darn. Sounds like Redbeard. I mean, I, I wouldn't put it fired. past him. Sounds like the kind of guy we're dealing with here. Now, here's a guy. Here's a guy now who throws guy. rocks at bald eagles. By the way, I heard, we're talking about um, basketball in USA. <laughs> I'm going back like three weeks now but uh collinsworth made me think of collinsworth and we were listening to it on mute we were talking about the broadcast and then when i got home i listened to what we were watching on tv and it was um jack collinsworth is that his name chris's son Mm -hmm. and i like chris collinsworth Uh, redbeard hates him Uh, he's kind of annoying and he's kind of got a whiny voice sometimes um I'll say that his son has the same annoying voice. The same exact <laughs> voice. And maybe I'll grow to like him. I'm not a fan currently. I'll update you on my fandom status of Jack Collinsworth, but not a fan currently. It's kind of scary how much their voices sound the same. They do the same like faces, mannerisms, and and voices to it's a like T. Dragging out some like yeah. some words. Yeah. It's, it's slightly southern, but not quite. Where where's Where? that guy? So he went to Florida. Is he from Florida? Chris Collinsworth. Let's take a look at the old wiki and see where that accent comes from. Chris Collinsworth was born in a place I like to call Titusville, Florida. He went to Astronaut High School. That's a cool name of a high school. I got an astronaut. You did? <laughs> cool. I'm just I'm saying like that's what somebody that's what he said back in the day. Hey, what school do you go to? I'm a guy. Now here is a guy that is me that goes to astronaut. I have a question. What is Astronaut High School's mascot? The astronauts. That would be too easy. The spaceman? Spaceman. Astronaut High School. Well, surely that looks like, a, what, an eagle, right? Yeah, that does look like an eagle. Astronaut. Um, Is it spelled just like astronaut? They're all located at War Eagle Boulevard. All right. So they're probably the Their eagles. nickname are the War Eagles. They're not just eagles. They're the War Eagles. Okay. If you got a school Lady called Palmer. Astronaut, you got to have a space nickname. I, that's what I was thinking. What are we doing here? You know, the Cosmos. Redbeard hates astronauts and eagles, so he probably... And he hates Chris Collinsworth. Mm. This is a hate fest. Wow. A hate buffet. All right. Uh, I don't know what I had planned for this segment, but that was it. Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard. Yeah, I was going to run that down. We'll do it later. Uh, Awesome night of hoops. Cannot wait. I'm so excited for UConn, Arkansas, and UCLA 
and gonzaga tonight uh we'll run down the buccaneer music hall scoreboard later on in the show and that will be presented by the buck let's take a break come back when we return brandon manning not quite as fat as i am will be joining us here on the show to talk pirate baseball and more also we're playing name that sound coming up in hour number two it's all ahead pirate radio live back with you after this Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now back to the show. Welcome back. UBE has been an ECU tradition for over 50 years. You can shop online anytime at piratewear.com. UBE has the biggest and best selection of ECU sportswear and accessories for pirates of all ages. Every day is game day at UBE. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you. Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday coming up. In about 30 minutes, Name That Sound is back. Coming up in about an hour, Kim McNeil will join us on the show. And we'll wrap up the show today with Jeff Nadeau, Barstool Sports, getting you ready for Sweet 16 action. Uh, Brandon Manning joining us before we get to him. Brandon enjoys a little uh, junk talk and laughing. And uh, Redbeard is getting roasted right now. Mike P said he heard that Redbeard went to the zoo and threw rocks at bald eagles some other things have come in on redbeard chad said that redbeard kicks puppies and takes candy from babies that is not not good behavior we're talking like a dad tax or are we talking like legitimate other people's babies other people's opb that's naughty by nature that's bad uh mike p also added that redbeard goes to youtube and dislikes videos of troops returning home to surprise their families (laughs) <laughs> i mean what a scum of the earth thing to do uh have you seen the back off challenge on the golf course i'm gonna use the like where like people get on the tee and the you know you got your little threesome right there watching them and they say stuff you should uh, like literally go youtube back off challenge for golf and watch the ones they give john daly it's great to try to make them like to try to make them back off like back off the golf ball and start laughing. swing yeah. yeah all right i'll check that out all right brandon how you doing man doing i ask you that um as an intro to the segment that and i don't really mean it but also ask you that as a friend because you had a health scare yeah yeah we uh had a little uh i guess they called it shingles which i'm still young for the shingles i wish you would send me the picture so i could put it up i wish you wouldn't <laughs> I, I mean, if they have, I mean, I, I look like uh, was it Sloth from the Goonies? Uh, yeah. What I look like? I just had one side of my face swollen. Uh, I look like was, Hannah finally got a hold of your head. She like did. She wants to. It was actually the day after the Carolina loss, and I was talking just a little bit too much smack, and a few of them met me in the alley. No, I'm playing. I, I, they said I had the shingles. Uh, you saw the picture. I, I did look mighty ugly um, on one side. Um, so Unlike your normal handsome self. I mean, when I'm a, you know, symmetrically balanced face, I mean, I'm typically a little bit better than I was, but yeah. 
that one side who it was bad i mean it was uh i was swollen shut for a few days and yeah well kept me from going uh let me see last sunday and then to uh the midweek game last week it was i had to wear shades so i didn't scare kids at the ball fields yeah i, I could see that glad you're doing well though brandon yeah. good to have you here and uh, good to talk ecu baseball with you on the ecu baseball report oh, watch this shirley i had a kid my face was looking bad they gave me a baby ruth Oh, she no, got they it. thought you were sloth. Yeah, there we go. She got oh, it. Oh, no. Chandler's like, What's he, what, what is he talking about? But no. Is Speak, it uh, Goonies? Yes. Yeah, speaking of Goonies. Oh, God. I opened it up. I'm sorry. This up. weekend, I will be attending uh, a convention in Richmond, and one Corey Feldman will be in attendance, <laughs> a.k.a. Mouth, Mouth from Goonies. Yeah. So I plan on uh, having a little chat with Mr. Corey. Yeah, that'd be awesome um so what this is what convention it's galaxy con so it's like a lot of old stars and yeah uh, like uh randos. Mark paul gosler will be there zach, zach morris all right i'm going he was in uh um, he's been in tv recently man he was a. Uh, there's a new show uh will trent or something like that my wife's a fan of that program it's, it's he's Mads, in it it's, he was in the first three episodes he like huh. killed some people but he killed them spoiler eventually. alert come on no, but i mean it's you're in episode 13 now all right God. Uh, Danielle Fisher and Ryder hey. Strong, better known as Topanga and oh, oh, yeah. uh, um, now we're talking. Yeah. Oh, oh, Sad. Uh, Boy Meets World. It's Boy Meets yeah. World. It was uh, it was Fred Savage. No, it was Ben Savage. Ben Savage. Um, Fred was Wonder Years. God, what was that kid's name? He was the the bad boy. So of there's the, Mr. Rooney. No, that's Mr. Feeney. <laughs> Mr. Feeney. <laughs> Oh, I'm thinking about Ferris Bueller. <laughs> Mr. Rooney, this is George Peterson. <laughs> Mr. Rooney. All right, we're um, way off track. Yeah, we're way off track, but yes. Last, last night. There's going to be a lot of people. No, here. let's get back on track by reading this Facebook comment. <laughs> Hannah Manning says, Chandler, DM me your number. Oh, God. Oh, buddy. I don't know. Sweetheart. Sweetheart. Everything okay? Sweetheart. <laughs> hey, look, I haven't done anything, I swear. Are you calling her or Chandler Jesus sweetheart? Jesus Christ. Or Chandler's trying to get in the wheel. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Chandler, good luck with that. I'll distract Brandon for the next uh, 30 minutes. By the way, Chad says, Redbeard laughs at the Sarah McLaughlin SPCA. <laughs> <laughs> in the arms of an angel. And Redbeard laughs at the dog with two Points. legs. With points and laughs. Yeah, like Leo on yes. the meme. All right, Brandon. The no laughing matter last night <clears throat> as the pirates fall to the Campbell spitting camels. Should they be the spitting camels? Dude, I mean, that is a Or am I thinking scene. of, um, I'm thinking Camel of. Camels spit too. Llamas or alpacas. alpacas. Thanks, Shirley. Off my I trail. think camels spit too, though. I would think so. Huh. Uh, they have spit two L's on the ECU this year. You know what, uh, and, and I hate to say ifs and ands or buts and everything, but Garrett Saylor was rolling. Yep. I, I did not see him uh, I, that very next inning. We gave up two uh, runs. I don't. I don't see that happening with Garrett in there. He they couldn't. They didn't have an answer for him. Um, and likewise, we didn't have an answer for them. So you really don't. It's a toss up right there. But if somebody tells me we could lose a game three to two, say that's a baseball game. I mean that, that's great games that's one bunt one hit one error but we won everything last night uh no walks more strikeouts more hits 
uh, less errors. We just didn't get the timely hit. Timely hits. Uh, runners left on base. Left the bases loaded. What was it? Two out of the first three innings, I believe. We had a runner on third uh, with less than two outs. You know, Cliff Godwin is typically we started the game lead off triple, yeah. right? Cliff Godwin. Cliff Godwin typically gets that run in Definitely. somehow. I yep. mean, that's an important run for. He's always. I want that first run. I want to strike first. And we just didn't get it for one reason or another. I mean, I, you know, early in the game, maybe not bunt. Let your let your big dogs hit a little bit. Uh, Mullen's been hitting the cover off of it. Uh, maybe give him a chance up there. And JC is always good for a P rod. But I mean, geez, man, we we got to get a run in right there. Couldn't get him across last night. The frustrating thing is, you see Wilcox and up bases loaded. Uh, strikes out later in the game, hits a single with nobody on. I mean, it's just it's one that's of those things. It's frustrating. I yeah. mean, that that's that's baseball. I yeah. mean, it's fans got to realize that you're not going to go undefeated. I think we said that in our preseason thing. They're not going to go fifty and zero. It's not happening. We're going to lose. We're going to lose to a team that we should beat by a hundred, but then we're going to beat a team that probably should beat us that day by five or six i mean it's just baseball that's the way it goes have we lost to a team that we should have beat by 100 yet this year though i mean they've lost to quality opponents right yeah i mean what's that our sixth loss five we, we were uh 21 games in last year we were 11 and 10 we lost to long and beach Clint, state Clint was ready to sell all his ecu baseball gear and i harnessed him in yeah yeah i was done with him and, and i said look the weather's getting ready to warm up the bats are going to warm up. That's the way that's ECU's deal, historically speaking. Well, and I'm saying that again this year. They've dominated the conference these last few years. Conference play beginning next weekend. Pirates lost to Long Beach State, Campbell twice, Duke, and what was the other L? Uh, UNCW on the road. UNCW quality. I mean, that's always a good game for us. Campbell is a top 25 team. Um, Long Beach State's one I think we should have won pretty good. Well, that was a game where the Pirates uh, helped them out quite a bit, yeah. if I recall. A lot of walks. I think. Uh, three errors, walks, all of the above. Um, I mean, we can talk about the pitching, which has just been stellar, and it was again last night, but you've got you, you've almost got a 90s Braves thing going here <laughs> where like Glavin and Smoltz and Maddox used to trade off the awards and all that. The last two weeks, you've had Groves and your Savage winning Pitcher of the Week. Carter Spivey's your pitcher of the year last year. Now it's his turn to win an award, but those guys on the weekend have been awesome. God, they've been doing, and um, I'm really hoping this weekend is our breakout weekend. Um, George Mason, we we should be doing that. They got a you know first year head coach. Um, that this guy's got a lot of baseball experience. He was in the pros for around ten years. Good guy, good great baseball guy. Um, but they they returned a lot of players at George Mason. So I mean, they they do have some experience there, but. I mean, I, th- I think we should be pretty good this weekend. Brandon Manning joining us, our Farm Bureau ECU baseball report. You can call Brandon with Farm Bureau Insurance, 531-1812. He has his phone on and uh, ready to go before and after business hours. You can call him today, 531-1812, to schedule a review and get a free quote. Uh, Redbeard update. Steve says Redbeard volunteers at the Children's Miracle Network telethon just to hang up on callers man that's tough brandon mm-hmm. 
What are you typing? I, my, it was my mother. She sent me an important text message. <laughs> See? Mean, His phone's always on. But it was not business-related. I will be honest on that one. Yeah, but I, people want to know they're dealing with a guy who texts their mom. And, oh, yeah. And is in close contact with his family. Betty Jo's, she's on top of them. I mean, she's great. Yeah. Very, uh... You, you had Betty Jo, didn't you? Uh, I just remember her being very strict. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And your so and I, and your dad was like Rodney Dangerfield, <laughs> like uh, amateur comedian, and she was very strict. That's what I remember about the Manning family growing up. It was a good yin and yang. Yeah, I, I think mean, you got to have that. But I, I mean, I'll be honest with you, my mom. She, uh, I had both of them were parents, and um, both of them were coaches. So I mean, it was yep. it was great when one couldn't do something, the other one was right there. I, I had blessed childhood for sure. Uh, Brandon. We talked about the bats a little bit. Do you mix anything up? Do you? Who is there? Anybody in the dugout right now that could provide a spark? Uh, I think the answer is yes, but the problem is you don't want to take out any of your guy, your big guns. You know. Well, I mean, I'll be honest with you. We're playing such good defense right now, um, and you and I and I know the guys that are struggling. Like Hoover, I think he sat down one game, came back. Now he's hitting it. Um. You can't take Amac off a of third base. He's uh, one of the best third basemen in the nation, um, in my opinion. I mean, and he's a stud, and he's the, one of the leaders of the team. I mean, but uh, Dixon Williams, at you know, he he's going to get some at bats come up here shortly. I think he needs to. He's proved uh, that you know he's been in there. I don't know how many bats three or four, and he's hit the ball every time. Um, we we just need to quit trying to, uh, I guess crush everything you I mean if, if they're playing in the shift we hit into the shift a lot last night um if they're playing in the shift guys let's just you know go back to hitting baseball barrel balls up and finding holes if the hole's not that side go the other way with it give what they're taking you or excuse me take what they're giving you i said that backwards give what they're taking you take what they're giving you do both eric uh the danger of this advertising giving out brandon's phone number hopefully you call it and use it for the right reasons eric says can i call brandon to talk to him about his car's extended warranty during dinner time preferably it happens um and i'll be honest with you i decided to buy a new transmission that extended warranty is uh looking promising right now okay so i'm all in on the keeping my truck till the wheels fall off now there you go all right um let's see i want to talk a little major league baseball did you watch the world baseball classic oh yeah oh very very much so that is a uh, I told people the my most exciting baseball that I was you know part of outside of college was American Legion baseball because you're playing for what you were playing for was a bunch of old men who gave body parts and gave their lives for us to be here doing what we're doing and it was different back then than it is now and I get that but man we went out there and got it there was a whole bunch of all stars coming together playing for a, 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 a bigger reason than us and it was like that. You can't tell me that those guys on every team didn't want to beat the snot out of everybody out there. That was good baseball. Um, and I hadn't seen the last stat, but they said that uh, that last Japanese and American game was the highest-rated, most-watched baseball game in the history of the sport. Yeah. Well, you're playing for that pride factor also. It's got to be fun for those guys. There's, They're having fun. It's not pressure. There's probably pressure on them, but it's not – 
you don't i don't know it's not like game 72 of 162 game season you get into that grind and it probably gets old after a while and you gotta psych yourself back up they were just having fun out there oh this this is like playing your best friend in wiffle ball in the backyard so to speak i just struck i mean if otani could speak good enough english i would talk crap to mike trout for the next two or three weeks i mean i really would well then it'd be over speak junk to him in japanese now for the whole year do you think his translator could like do it for him (laughs) yeah you know and it would come out as cocky that would be hilarious though to for that poor translator to have to say those awful things to mike trout i hate to you know pretend to be japanese that would be quite you know bad yeah don't do that but i mean mean, like give you the microphone and you say what i really yeah that's fantastic uh i would love to i think that'd actually be a funny bit if i'm the angels i'm getting on that right now (laughs) tweeting it out and getting a million uh views on it i like seeing some of these guys that are uh the japanese guy that pitched in the middle of the game who was like 20 years old and he was just just throwing it 97 97 movement everywhere and everybody who's this guy like yep he's probably gonna get a major league contract next week I mean, I like seeing these guys from all around the world that nobody knows who it is. Also, the different styles. Molly was talking about it the other day. The Latino flair they bring to it. Japanese, it's almost more like a... Business. Yeah, yeah, business. Uh, and USA, kind of a, a mix in between, maybe. Right. But, like, the different... Which shows you that there's no right way, wrong way. There's different ways to go about the baseball game. It shows you the changing, the changing of the game a little bit. I mean japan still got that this is how we do it i mean this is well know. haven't the latinos uh always done it that way and changed for them i mean but they didn't they weren't playing as much baseball in the 30s 40s and 50s um when babe who was it they were talking about uh japan came to baseball very early there was a professor and whenever there they were talking about that on tv the other night and then they said it didn't become popular until babe ruth went over there and did a did a few like I guess scrimmage games with them. Drink some Japanese beer. Up. I mean, if Babe Ruth played, that was before World War II. So I mean, I don't, I don't know if he went, how, how all that transpired. But um, how much hibachi you think he ate over there? Oh, <laughs> I know how much I'd eat over there. <laughs> all right, I like this little history of baseball lesson. Keep going, Brady. So and anyway, then they came back, but it, it sort of just took off, and and they treated it like, hey, this is the, this is our new sport. And they did. I mean, they've been well. This is a, they're the only multiple time winner of the World Baseball Classic. Well, they also have very successful pro leagues. I mean, you and I'm talking all Asians because KBO. You remember when that was on during oh, yeah. COVID and people oh, were watching? We, we that talked day. about it in oh, yeah. here. It was great um, because they get after it. There's no huge celebrations. There's no awesome bat flips. There's some emotion. There's there's you know calculated emotion in everything they do. Um, but it's always been like I was I was telling Hannah the other night I said hey I, you need to watch this movie with Tom Selleck called Mr. Baseball because <laughs> I mean here's these guys that are you know coming from America and they get sort of demoted and released and they didn't have anywhere to go and he got them picked up by the I guess the the Yankees of Japan the Hiroshima and, 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 yeah whatever so um, the Dragons it was the Hiroshima Dragons I think so he went over there and he was like nah we're gonna have fun you know and he sort of taught them how to have some fun and and they taught him how did to you watch that recently there's no way that held up like what i don't know i hadn't watched it in 30 years there's no way it's it's good it's a great movie <laughs> there's no way it's a great movie i need to go back and watch that one again mr baseball i do remember it uh tom Selleck very well all right let's uh let's take a break we'll come back more baseball with brandon manning uh opening day next thursday oh yeah 
for the I first might, time might the day off. since the 60s, every team plays on opening day. What a novel idea. Thank you for we're, doing uh, that. Where's the baseball in Europe? Where's it at this year and when is it? We need to find that out. Okay, we'll find that out Plan during the break. Chandler and take that trip, maybe get some interviews. Hey, after yesterday, I would send them. I would send them. We will take a break, come back. Also, name that sound coming up when we return. Do I get to play? Or am I still a phone phone your friend? Fine. No, I'll sit over here in the corner. Hey, you want to do. Tell you what. You want to do Brandon versus Chandler today? Nobody puts baby in the corner. And I will be, I'll kind of just play, I'll sit down. No, you go ahead. I'll, no, I'll, let's do it. Let's yeah, do it. Brandon right, versus Chandler. Go. All right. And you got him with one bad eye. Yes, I do. <laughs> How does that affect his hearing? Uh, this is it's another. supposed to strengthen my other senses, right? <laughs> hey, another all-star. I don't know. Do you smell that? Another all-star? Another all-star game. Yeah, an all-star game. Chandler's 1-0 and in all-star games. I smell games. that. I heard it. <laughs> Sometimes it takes a little longer to <laughs> well, get the I mean. jokes. All right, we'll take a break. Come back. More to go after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Fish Street Hardware Restaurant and Tap Room is your favorite place in downtown Greenville for lunch, dinner, or drinks with friends. They serve lunch and dinner Tuesday through Sunday. Sunday. Plus, they have brunch uh, starting at 10.30 on Saturdays and Sundays. Follow Fifth, Street, uh, follow Fifth Street Hardware Restaurant and Tap Room on Instagram for the latest events and specials. Fifth Street Hardware right beside the State Theater. Now, let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you. Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday talking baseball with Brandon Manning. Brandon, you asked when the international game is this year uh, over in Europe. The MLB World Tour the london series i don't love this they're, they're doing a nl central rivalry between Ooh. the cardinals and cubs it'll be june 24th and 25th at london stadium look at that stash that guy lovely stash there's a stash uh so there there's the answer to your question uh can we do a speed round mlb divisions prediction for this season yeah all right nl east we don't even need to talk about nah, it. braves braves I know what the Phillies have. I know what the Mets have. Braves. Braves run the East. It's the Mets. They're going to get hurt. They're the Mets. Didn't they already lose a player in the uh, World Baseball Classic? Was Diaz, it? I believe. Then wasn't that the guy who tours something? He got hurt now? celebrating. Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, NL Central. The Cardinals right. are there every year. The Brewers have a good thing going. And then it's a matter of can these other teams catch up? I still like the Cardinals. I still like my Cardinals, but... My Cardinals? No, the Cardinals. Okay. Not my Cardinals. You said my. I, I don't like it. I mean, I don't like Here's why I'm going to say the Cardinals are going to be right up there near the top all year, and this is my prediction, is they're going to use Alec Burleson as trade bait to get a top-end closer um, or good bullpen guy to finish out the season. But I would not bet against the Cubs this year, not to win it all, but to take that because they have... Really spent some money. Dansby Swanson was a great addition. Uh, I think they're going to be well too. But All I'm right, Cardinals. Uh, anybody beating the Dodgers in the West? 
Padres. You like the Padres? Mm-hmm. All right. They put it together last year. They had assembled all these pieces, and uh, it came to fruition. I, I think ago. this is their year. Um, you know, you've, Dodger, Dodgers have lost a few players. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think this is the Padres' year. They got uh, what's the guy that was suspended all last year? Got him back. Who was his name? His dad played uh, in the majors. Got the Padres. Oh, Tatis. Or, Tatis, yeah. Um, I think God, they got a lot of players. I was like yeah. Machado, yeah, Soto. You go through it. They're 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 the all star team. Yeah. So I, I, I'm picking Dodgers on that one. All right, AL East. Your Red Sox are going to stink. Mm, you know what? Yeah. I think this is going to be a surprising Red Sox year. They're not going to have you know Bogarts or anybody doing 30, 40 home runs. Uh, I think Devers is going to give them thirty. Um, I don't know about their their long their their health and their bullpen but they've added some arms in the bullpen to get some depth there um chris sale was back um kenley jansen on the back exactly we we have a legitimate closer now how many innings he has in them i don't know um but i'm i'm thinking they're not going to be bottom dwellers okay and i would not bet against the orioles i was going to ask you about the surprising year last year kind of came out of nowhere now they're a little bit more on the radar the problem is just like the nl east uh the al east you could have a good year and still not make the playoffs because of the the blue jays could be good the rays are always good so we said this haven't you mentioned the yankees yet? yeah we said the AL East is the best division in baseball it's tough um i think you put them in any other al division in the area any of those teams could finish in the nation i mean any of them can finish in the top but who's gonna win it God, you can flip a coin up for anybody. I don't think the Red Sox are going to win it. Mm, Blue Jays. Okay. They're, they got to put it together. All this young talent, this, you only have a couple more years of them being young. We now go to arguably the weakest division, the AL Central. Mm-hmm. White Sox were a major disappointment last year. Guardians won it. Twins, Royals, and Tigers were are a non-factor, or were. Uh, I mean, I like the Guardians. No. Uh-huh. And in the West, the Astros run it. Igo's Mariners are young and fun and went on a run last year. Rangers got, and I need to either get MLB the show or just do some studying to figure out who's on whose roster. I'd forgotten uh, Jacob DeGrom was a Ranger until last night mm-hmm. when I saw it on TV. So, uh, And you, you, you look at this, this division – the A's should be good. They're not. They're not. Oh, the but, A's? I, mean, I thought you were going to say the, the Angels. Angels. The Angels. I mean, okay, the Angels. they're not. The I'm Angels never should be good. The Angels. No. But when nobody picks them, they're gonna they're gonna do okay. Because no. I, I just I Trout as a, as a late. That's the one thing he's missing is a trip to the World Series. I know. I want to see it. I, 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 I saw a lot of people say that after this week that they want to see Trout in big moments. I I and I want to see Otani in big moments. I want to see Otani and Trout both producing healthy for an entire year before i pick them so i'm going to go with the mariners over the astros mm-hmm. you're crazy i like the mariners but uh we'll see about the defending world series champions there in houston all right uh shirley rhodes is not at her chair <laughs> okay we're done uh, she, said, she said hold on a minute that is the sound of silence coming from shirley's chair uh what did you say Brandon? who's gonna win the world series here she is. Um, who is going to win the World Series? What's going to be? What's going to be the World Series? We've done this every year. It's going to be an NL East team. 
called the Atlanta Braves. All right, I'll, I'll go with that. Versus, it's, gonna, it's, <laughs> it's gonna so be hard boring. to go for East Coast. It's, I, mean, I, I want to say Braves and Astros again. I just don't. I like all the teams in the AL East, but I don't love them. I'm not going to pick a central team. I, I'm going to say it's going to be an AL East and NL East year. Okay. We, when was the last time we had that matchup? Uh, we had the Subway Series. We had Yankees Phillies, I believe. It's been a while. It's, yeah, it's been Chase Utley was probably playing second base. Braves Blue Jays over 30 years ago. <sighs> Roberto Alomar hit a home run. Ago. And we're chopping and chopped, and I hated him forever. And then he spit on an umpire. umpire. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Chop that, Shirley. You yes, ready? Sir. You ready? I am ready. All right, this is All Star Edition. Brandon Manning versus Chandler Honeycutt. So hit the music. Where's my freaking intro? I know we forgot. Come on in. We forgot his intro. Sit right down. Let Bryce Williams get here. Yes. have a freaking intro. <laughs> Who cares about his and name? That sound. Hey, turn, turn that frown. Turn it upside down. Upside down. Because it's time. But name, name that, that sound. Now, here's the host of Name That Sound, Miss Shirley Rose. Thank you. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome into another edition of Name That Sound, where it is easy. All you got to do is name the sound that I play. And it's an all-star edition, as we have one Mr. Brandon Manning that is going to be uh, competing against Owen, a.k.a. Chandler Honeycutt. Now's your chance to get that W, son. A.k.a. Uh, Scrappy Dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, oh, I got I to gotta play your thing. There you go. So, put him up. Put him up. And you tanked the show, too. So, all right, here we go. Here we go. All right. Here is your first sound. I shall play it again. Plinko. Incorrect. Do it again. Rolodex or whatever. Incorrect. That would be the sound of a... Would you like to venture a guess, Clip? Blondes. No, nah, I'm going to say like the game Trouble where you pop the bubble and the dice rolls. Nope. I, nah, I don't no. know. No. That would <clears throat> be... Bingo. <laughs> All right, Whitney, give it to us. Oh, yeah. I have nothing. Nothing. That would be the sound of... You know you've done it. The little door stopper. Oh, oh man! I don't that's think I'd have got. I mean, that's that's not a, every doorstopper is no, not the same. But that was good. That's a yeah, good one. That's a good one. Good one. Good one. By All the right. way, you have at least one fan out there. Chandler Randolph's pulling for you today to get the win. Thank you, Randolph. Boom, boom, baby. All right, here we go. I'll Mike give P you that got sound. it. Mike P knew it. Oh, okay. All right, here we go. The next sound. It's a wonderful day for pie. That's uh, ratatouille. Incorrect. That is um, Rudolph. It's a wonderful day for pie. That is the dentist. That is no. <laughs> I want no. to be a dentist. No, it's not no, him. That is incorrect. Wonderful day for pies. It's a wonderful day for pies. I'm looking for the show. that It's a television show. And I am looking for the name of the show. It's a wonderful day for pie. Oh, uh, Barney. 
<laughs> Incorrect. Okay, would you Would you like for me to play it one more time? I don't think it's going to matter. It's a wonderful day for pie. SpongeBob? That's nope, that is incorrect. Man. That is from Family Guy. What? Is it Quagmire? That is Quagmire. Wow. Play again? It's a wonderful day for pie. <laughs> All right. Well, we're off to a resounding what start. Here we go. Game. All right, here we go. Clip, did you know these? Uh, no. Here we go. Next sale. Honey! What? Where's my super suit? That is Mr. Freeze from uh, Incredibles. You are correct, sir. Oh, wow. That was good. Honey, I knew Incredibles, what? but... Where's my super suit? I, I tried to make it as... as you know, familiar, did you, did you but I didn't want to make it too easy. I've seen it. I didn't know it. No, yeah, that was uh, I knew the Incredibles. I where remember. is my super suit? All right, here we go. Next sale. What's up? I never used it. Say, I ain't got no internet. You are so off. What's up? I never used it. I don't know what he's saying. Does his lips touch? <laughs> What's up? I never used it. By the way, the phrase is "I have never yielded." Is was that like Romeo and Juliet or something? What's up? I never yielded. I'm trying to hit, figure out who that "What's up" is or who that is. What's up? Oh, is that maybe Suicide Squad? Incorrect. Oh, that was a good guess, Will Smith. Uh-huh. Brandon, yeah. would guess. you venture a guess? <sighs> What's up? I never used it. What can you say? The first word he's saying? He's saying a name. I can't pronounce it. Uh, I can't pronounce it myself. Okay. Well, that's fair. But that's not the point. No, it's not. Play it again. All right. Last time. What's up? I never used it. What's up? What's up is a, a newer thing, so it's got to be newer. That Space Jam, the new one with LeBron James? Incorrect. <clears throat> Next. All Next. right. Yeah. Next. That would be one Chadwick Boseman. Don Juan, got it. Black Panther. Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Never, wow. seen it. Never seen it. What's up, by the way, was Michael B. Jordan. Just so. You know. There you go. Never All right, here we go. Last last sound for round one. Are you Tony's stank? <laughs> Put some stank on. <laughs> Tony stank? Is that Iron Man? I am, Iron Man. I am looking for this particular person. In Iron Man? He has. Uh, uh, he is a character in Iron Man. Are you Tony's stank? Which Iron Man? <laughs> You're looking for the person saying that? Yes, I okay. am looking for the person saying that. Um, are you Mickey are you going to participate? No, 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 clip, no, or, okay. no. But I have a guess. Mickey Rourke. Go ahead. Are you Tony's stank? I'm trying to think of his name. But it's not Mickey Rourke's character. No, no he was in. Uh, uh-uh. uh. There was white ones. Are you Tony's stank? 
Yeah, I think Clip's got it. I, d- I can't think of his name. I think I'm on the right track, though. Can I say what I think it is? Yeah, because I don't think either one of them have a guess. Is it the creator that makes a cameo? In in every every Marvel movie, Stan Lee. Stan Lee. Lee. Yeah. Come on, you guys are killing me. Do it again. Hold on. Are you Tony's stank? In this particular scene, he he was the FedEx delivery guy, and he mispronounced Stark, and... Uh, one of his buddies, Tony Stark's buddy, says, "Yes, yes, now, he now is." That Tony Stark sounds like Stan Lee. Yep. Every Stanley character. Can we? Um, we need to take a break. We have someone in the lobby. We need to attend to. So okay. All right. Yeah. Let's now, take. A, yeah. yeah. Let's All go right. ahead and take a break. All right, and then we'll return with more of Name That Sound, and maybe somebody can score. Yeah, because right now it's one nothing. It's one nothing. Good Chandler leading. This on. is this is a pitcher's duel right here. Because I'm on a break. We got. Uh, four minutes. Okay, that's done. All okay. Right. All right. We're going to be back with rounds two and three of Name That Sound right after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. For the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner, be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our various social media platforms. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR927FM. Join the over 61,000 followers today. And welcome back to Pirate Radio Live as we are heading into round two of Name That Sound. And uh, this is the all-star edition as Brandon Manning is our special celebrity guest contestant, I guess you could say. really putting up a great performance. Yeah, it is a uh, pitcher's duel here today because Chandler is up one nothing. Yeah. And uh, we still got quite a bit to go here, and we don't have a whole lot of time. So let's Let's jump right back into it. By the way, Coach Kim McNeil going to join us at 5 o'clock. Brandon said that, uh, and he's not even a part of the game or or anything, but he's making up new rules. He said, I did not. I said, what do you think? He said he could use Coach McNeil as a phone a friend, and Chandler could use me. (laughs) So if Coach McNeil knows, you need to look over there, Brandon. If she looks promising, you can go ask her real quick. So okay, yeah. all right. Well, we'll we'll see how this goes. Yeah. We'll see how this goes because if it continues to be a pitcher's duel, I may allow it just for the <laughs> All Star edition. Some points. Yeah, here we go. Some offense. Here we go. Oh, is that the sound? That is your sound. Yep. X Files. Incorrect. That is deal or no deal, the music that they play while people are trying to make a deal. Incorrect. If you would have pulled that out of them, you said it so confidently. Can I say what I'm thinking? Yes. Who wants to be a millionaire? Incorrect. It is not a TV show. Okay, never mind. Okay. Do it do it again then. One more time. <laughs> what is that? One of the few background songs we can play to an intro. <laughs> Incorrect. What is it? 
It is, if you've got kids and they play video games, you know what this is. That Fortnite. is Fortnite. Oh, oh, no. Fortnite. Wow. Guys okay. are killing me today. <laughs> All right, here we go. Next sound. Chandler, you got kids? Bullpen. Now, this is one sound just from different angles. Does that make sense? It's, it's the same sound, but it's just repeated. Baseball's hitting a glove. You are correct, yeah, sir. Yeah. That's why I said bullpen. Uh, no, more, I need oh, to be geez, more specific. Uh, they might not be in the bullpen. It's called a glove pop, <laughs> All right, Brandon. Glove pop. He's not a baseball guy. No, yeah, he's not I'm a baseball not a baseball guy. guy. All right, now we have a tie ball game tie? here. Tie? Here we go. <laughs> Next sound. Dude, don't rub my face in your crazy single life. Shall I play it again? Bar- is that Barney? Dude, don't rub my face in your crazy single life. Chandler Bing. You are correct, sir. Yeah. And, I- oh, you- Chandler. and you tanked it. You are Scrappy Doo. You tanked the show. Oh, sure. Yeah. Jesus. He's- don't poke his eye out. She <laughs> was all in his face. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Could you? Cliff Godwin? Just- You're like Cliff Godwin. <laughs> Could you just- be any more old? <laughs> Just for Chandler. Shirley, you meant, I said, I, could he get was, any more wrong? Uh, yeah, could you be any more wrong? Play it again. I thought it was Charlie Sheen. Dude, it sounded don't like, rub my face in your crazy single life. Th- but then he was talking to Joey. No, I hear it. He was yeah. talking to Joey. Yeah, I got that. Oh, you're killing me, man. I tried to give you one. You just I disrespected your parents, Chandler. Oh, and man. And whole family. That was like 1998. Yeah. Good thing no your parents problem. are on vacation right now. <laughs> All right, here we go. Next sale. impossible incorrect fast and the furious i think clip recognized it shall that, i play that it again noise at the end sounded familiar but maybe i'm wrong it's a theme to a tv show that's your hint CSI Miami. Incorrect. NCIS. Incorrect. Definitely wrong. Brandon, would you venture your guess? Bones. Incorrect. I was thinking something on MTV. Did you say Bones? Yeah. You are close. It's MTV Cribs. Uh, That sound at the end sounded very familiar. That's what got you. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah. All right. We still have a. Well, no, No, I take that back. Two to one. Brandon in the lead. Here we go. You just got to squeeze it like you mean it, bro. (laughs) You are correct, sir. Wow. Good work, Brandon. Okay. Well done. Well done. How many many we got left so we know if this is going to be possible? Well, you have five and a bonus round, Uh, so we got to. You can be up. Bonus round is like. Yeah, we got to speed through here. Okay, here we go. Next one. Oh, that is uh, Leslie Jordan. You are correct, sir. Oh, yeah. A.K.A. Rest in peace, by the way. Yep. Beverly Leslie from Will and Grace. Will and Grace. Three to two. Or call Three me to cat. two. He was the baker in Call Me Cat. Yeah. Days of Thunder. Incorrect. No, it's not. <laughs> no, uh, no, no, no. It is wrong. Whoa. It's um, Tom Cruise getting ready to get on the airplane, everybody. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> He's 
Somebody say it. Tom Cruise? No, no. Top Gun. Top Gun. Taylor? Top Gun. He's giving you. God. For the radio audience, the look on Brandon's face is like what a no, deer looks like in headlights. You should not get that point for arguing <laughs> with Shirley, and you were wrong. Oh, what? my God. It was also in Days of Thunder. <laughs> no, it was. That, the, 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 the gongs. Yeah, that part right there. That is the intro to Top Gun. I, I know that, but it was also in Days of Thunder. I will find it. Clip it out, send it to you. Thanks, but no, all right. I'm good. All right, I got, all right, I got a we, busy night. all right. We gotta, we gotta get through these last couple ones. Man, Chandler, that's four to one. Four to two. Two. Oh, I yeah. have to do your act for you now. Is that what it's come to? Oh, that's easy. Do it again. I have to do your act for you now. Is that what it's come to? That's the guy with the dummy. Nope. Jeff Dunham. You're thinking Jeff Dunham? Yeah. No, that is incorrect. Come I on. have to do your act for you now. Is that what it's come to? Come on, guys. No. I have to do your act for you now? Is that what it's come to? Your act for you? Five, four, what? three, two. Clip, you want to guess? David Letterman. You are correct, sir. Uh, yeah. Jimmy Fallon, yeah. David Letterman. Oh, yeah. You want it? You I, got I, it. I need the song. Bust a move. Bust yeah. a move. There you go. That was, up, move. that was up Coach McNeil's alley. I know. She should have You didn't get that one. Bust a move. Okay. All right. All right. Well, she, she said she was a 90s uh, R&B girl before the game. Four to three is your score. We're down to the last uh, sound for the round, and then you got your bonus sound. Right, so here, here we go. To the wire. To the wire. Here we go. It's going to be legend. Wait for it. Dairy. Oh, my God. I've heard that before. How did, mm. It's gonna be legend. Wait for it. Dairy. I didn't even really watch this show, and I know what it is. Do you want the actor's name, the show? What do you want? I will take any of it at this point. <laughs> it's gonna be legend. Wait for it. Dairy. How I met your uh, mother. Bang. Bang. Yeah. I, I got it now. I'm sorry. Barney well, Stinson. Yeah, because I, 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 well, I said Taylor, that earlier. Taylor, said, is that Barney for the fourth time today? Or, <laughs> no, I said that. Both of y'all yeah. said it, I think. I said it one time. All right, here we go. Here's your bonus sound worth a zillion points. Here we go. Your hint, video game. Halo. Mortal Kombat. I gotta guess. Play what did you? All right. Hold on. Is it popular right now? Not popular. Possibly depends. Or is it a show? Game of Thrones. No, no, it's not a TV show. Not that I'm aware of. Okay. I was going to say The Last of Us, since nope, that's, that's popular not it. right now. Not it. All right. Y'all were stumped. What World is of Warcraft. Something that like. would be it. Yeah. World of Warcraft. That's for a zillion points. Yep. You that's just, for a zillion you points. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> congratulations. 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 Chandler, your I, thoughts. I love this game. Yeah. <laughs> love this game. What kills me, Chandler, is when I pick something that I know you would know. That I, my, it's like a gimme. My name is after Friends. I don't watch Friends. True. 
you would think you would watch after Brandon, you would watch your namesake once Thanks in a while. For out. That's true. Yes, great times. We'll see you at Clark LeClaire Stadium this weekend. Oh, for sure. All for right. sure. I'll stop What's by. What's on the menu? Saturday, I'm not sure. We're going to watch the weather, see what we got going on, uh, see how many, uh, what it was, was, I don't know. We'll see. All right. Yeah, we'll see. Check out Brandon and the great things he is doing over at Farm Bureau Insurance, 531-1812. To schedule a review, get a free quote. You can call him today, and he will get you straight. All right, when we return, we'll talk about ECU's magical run to the NCAA tournament. Coach Kim McNeil joins us to talk about that, the upcoming offseason, and looking ahead as well. That's on the way on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Be sure to visit one of ECU graduate Brandon Tate's U.S. Cellular locations and experience the highest standard of customer service. The purpose of the Atlantic Wireless Store experience is to inform, illuminate, and inspire. Find the location near you at AtlanticWireless.com. Atlantic Wireless, we go beyond the call. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Brock. All right, back with you here on a Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We've got live coverage of the NCAA tournament coming your way immediately following our show. Great night of hoops coming up tonight, especially looking forward to Arkansas, UConn, and Gonzaga, UCLA tonight. And uh, women's tournament will resume action as well coming up this weekend and man it was awesome to see our east carolina pirates in that tournament led by coach kim mcneil who joins us here in the pirate radio studios today coach it is awesome to see you thanks for coming in and how you doing no oh, thank you guys for having us i'm doing great uh i'd, I'd say we're going to set up the off season but there's really no off season right you were just saying that your season is over but you haven't stopped working right yeah there's no off season you know with the portal and all these things going on you know we got back sunday and we were back in the office on monday yeah <laughs> and you're recruiting new players you're recruiting your current team to stay correct yep, and exactly got some good news on Danae mcneil who yep. uh, will be returning next season so um i guess we can start there you, you lay this foundation you bring these girls in you want to keep them here keep growing keep getting their skills better are you going to be able to do that are you going to have your team you know stick around and be here for the long haul i think so you know i think we got our top eight kids coming back i'm excited about that the starting five line, lineup will be back you know adding some new pieces maybe grab a couple pieces off the portal so you know i, I keep saying this you know women's basketball at ecu is here to stay and and we were saying that too uh as this thing kept rolling along this season that it really felt like this is not a flash in the pan or a fluke and i know you certainly don't feel that way but it does feel like this is something that is going to be you know tournament team every year i don't know but that's uh we got a solid thing going here it feels like we do you know it took me a while yeah. I mean, obviously, but when you're trying to rebuild a program and you want to do it the right way, it takes time. You know, I'm still a, a huge and firm believer of recruiting high school kids. You know, I'm, I'm big on relationships. And, you know, I think it was a combination this year of a great freshman class coming in, you know, some key transfer kids giving us, you know, some impact minutes. And then the kids returning, getting better. But, you know, with that freshman class, they, they love being here. Maya Jordan loves being here. You know, Bobby Smith loves being here. Uh, Jayla Earp, they love being here. They love putting on the purple and gold. And I think that's what you get when 
when you take time and develop relationships with with, with young women. Kim McNeil joining us, and, and we've talked to a lot of coaches about this, trying to build that culture, that foundation. And all we see, unfortunately, is what happens on the court with the results. So the past few years, we've seen the records. But you, did you know going into this year that this could be the outcome that it was? Did you and, and your team know that? I did. You know, if you go back and listen to some earlier interviews or videos, I always kept saying this team has a chance to be special. You know, even though we were picked last, and it didn't surprise me, you know, with losing Tanaya Thompson, who was an 18-point, uh, only double-figure score for us, I wasn't surprised that the conference picked us last, but I knew what we had in the gym. I knew what we had coming in. I knew the transfers. I knew the freshmen. So I knew if we could – it's all about chemistry. You know, that's really hard now with not knowing what you're going to have every year because of the portal. You know, teams – are turning over four and five players every year so you know i knew we had a good nucleus coming back and i just felt like if we could get that chemistry going on the court that we had a chance to be special uh you were awesome in Minji's this year the first thing that really started turning my eye to say okay this is something to watch is how you guys played on the road yep. uh, just a fantastic job on the road uh in the non-conference but especially in the conference play and is that another sign when you say okay when we can go away from home and win we're doing some good things definitely and i think that made a difference down the stretch you know we started off and won some games on the road where in my first three years here we won hardly any on the road and that comes with maturity that comes with with leadership and just believing but you know when you can win on the road you know you, you when you look at your schedule you say okay these are home games these are games that we should win you know if we can get a couple on the road you know we'll be okay but we did really really well on the road in conference play this year uh speaking of the schedule looking ahead you played virginia this year wake forest so you got some acc opponents some good regional games in the non-conference how about in the future coach do you know what you have for next year and, and years to come or is that to be determined at this point well you know with the league changing we're going from 16 conference games to 18 on the women's side the men i think have always had 18 so that takes away three non-conference games for us so we'll only have 11 non-conference games versus 13 and i think Corey, he does our scheduling for us he does an unbelievable job i think he's got about six games and we're scrambling right now people are calling and canceling on us you know that i you saw how we finished <laughs> out the year we're, you know we're trying to get you know some some power fives in state and they've called and said now they don't want to play us <laughs> that's the way it works the problems with success there you're not wearing the net today is coach Corey still wearing the net or where's the net the well we have two he has one i have the other one. <laughs> um they're both at the office um along with the american uh conference champion conference uh tournament uh trophy yeah okay good deal i love seeing y'all you were wearing it at the baseball game yep. that saturday and uh coach Corey was wearing his that sunday night I yeah believe, that's my so. new bling <laughs> bling bling <laughs> i want to ask you about the conference tournament i loved uh Sania johnson's interview after the game on ESPN Plus and it was a mix of we knew we weren't going home tonight we were going to win this game but she also brought up the championship in that discussion so I'm wondering what was the conversations like with you and the team and your girls going into that thing it had to be one game at a time but were you talking championship early on in that conference tournament? Yeah, it was definitely, you know, I hope our model all year has been, you know, one practice, one quarter, one half, one game at a time. Um, but obviously they knew, you know, we had pretty much beaten everybody in the league one time except for South Florida, Tulsa, and SMU. Mm-hmm. Um, so we knew we had a good chance going in there. And, you know, our style of play is, is pretty different. And we were hot. You know, we were playing very, very well. We went on, what, a six or seven game winning streak, laid an egg at Tulane. Um, but I think, you know, we just so emotional after that triple 
overtime against Houston. You know, I think that kind of took, you know, w- took his toll on us going into Tulane. But, you know, we had some good prep going into the conference tournament and just felt really, really good about where we were and, and, and what we could accomplish in the conference tournament. Was it good to get Tulane right back again? It was. Yeah. We didn't do that last year. If you think about how we finished last year, we beat Memphis earlier in the year by 30 go to their place they beat us and then we turn around and play them the first round of the conference tournament and we lost yeah you know um so you go on that run what what was it like early in the day we were focusing on this Uh, you got to focus on what you can control but seeing south florida lose did that add a little spark to to everything i think it added a little spark to everybody yeah you know everybody in the league seeing them go down i think it really opened the door for all teams to feel like they had a shot so they had a chance to win it and you know we went in there we, we beat Tulane had a really good game against Memphis and then you know another battle against Houston a, a defensive battle against Houston not a lot of scoring a battle where you scored two <laughs> points in the first quarter yeah. now I, I was like hey it's a second half team all the conversations we've had this year coach you've said I wish we could play the whole game like we do late in the game but two points after one quarter I know there's no panic but what is that conversation like when you, you see that 11 to 2 score you know, this year for us was a lot of first. You know, a lot of kids doing some things we, we'd never done before, and you don't know what you don't know. And we've never been in that situation before. We've never won a conference game. And so I tried to keep my cool inside. It was burning me up. <laughs> but I knew if they saw me, you know, panicking or getting antsy, that's the way they were going to be. So, you know, there were times where I, I just smiled. I looked at the scoreboard. When ISIS finally made that layup, I was like, thank God. <laughs> you know, but I was just smiling, telling them we're fine. We keep defending because they only had 11. So it yeah, wasn't right. like they had 20 points and yeah. we had two. They were struggling too, you know. So, you know, we just went in at halftime and told the young ladies, match Sania's energy because she was getting after. She was diving out of bounds for loose balls. We're like, we match her energy this second half. We keep defending. We keep rebounding. The ball will start to fall through the basket. And Sania really became a star and, and not necessarily on the court, but her interviews and almost being the face of the team, kind of the leadership. I remember specifically one time, Amaya was upset. I think uh, she was trapped in the backcourt, didn't get a lot of help, and was looking. And she got a little frustrated. And who was right there? Sania telling her to calm down. She really became. Did she be like the face of the team almost this postseason? Yeah, you know, Sania is an unbelievable young lady. You know, she is very articulate, very smart, you know, 4.0 student in the classroom, um, just a model student athlete, you know, somebody you'd want your daughter to grow up to be like. And actually, my daughter really admires her, which I love that. Um, But she's been a great leader. She's a leader in a different way, not overly vocal. She's more so pulling you to the side, you know, getting in the huddles. And so we've been challenging her all year to be more vocal, you know, because I'm a firm believer that championship teams are player led. You know, and so I'm trying to get them to be more vocal and and not to allow my voice to be heard all the time, you know, when things aren't going right. But I thought she really stepped up in that tournament, you know, both as a leader and both, you know, with her play. Yeah, no doubt. And then you go to Texas, and I was worried hearing you and and Sania, the first thing y'all talked about was their defense, their size. So that was a concern. We saw that happen on the court. And then, oh yeah, they were hitting threes as well. Like they were, you ran into a buzzsaw there, yeah. coach. They played fantastic. Yeah. Um, but what was that experience like for you? Is that something like, okay, we got here this year, we know what it is, let's go win one next year? Yeah, that's what our conversations have been about um, these last couple of days with the returnees. You know, we we experienced it. Um, like I said before, you don't know what you don't know. And we kept trying to tell them what it was going to be like. You know, but 
they didn't know. Now we know. And so we talked about the future and how we got to prepare better, how practices have to be better, have to how we have to get after it, get after it in the weight room. And they didn't like the way the game ended. You know, they were embarrassed. They were angry. They were mad. And it was almost like, you know, Texas felt sorry for us. We don't like that feeling. You know, he walked through the handshake line and was like, Coach, this is the best we've ever played all year. I agree with him. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I don't like pity parties, right. you know. And so we've talked about, you know, getting back and, and, and surpassing what we did this past year. And just for Texas's sake, they might have should have saved some points. Yeah. Were you surprised to see that Louisville-Texas score two days later? I was a little bit. You know, uh, Jeff Walls is a really good coach. You know, he, his teams play really, really hard, and they just got some kids that they got a lot of experience. They understand. They've been there. It's an expectation. Um, and they really took it to them, and, and, and Texas struggled. Uh, saw some, it seems like there's more upsets in the men's tournament than the women's. We have seen some this year. Saw Miami beat Indiana and uh, maybe some other school. Anything surprised you or anything? Are you still following this tournament or now that ECU's out, are you kind of just focusing on what you're doing? No, I'm following. I'm a yeah. basketball junkie. Okay. You know, I watch it all the time, even the men's tournament. But you're right. You, I think what you won't see in women's ba- basketball that you do see in men's basketball is a 16 beating a one seed. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that will happen in women's basketball. It's still not enough parity yet but you know you are seeing you know some some 12 seeds or some 11 seeds beat teams but um it's, it's still not enough parity for you to see those huge upsets like you see in men's basketball looking at the game as a whole growing up it for it was pat summit it was then gino you had baylor and and rutgers uh win but now it is dawn staley who i remember as a player and what she's got rolling in south carolina how did how did that power shift happen to south carolina and are we just in another era where you have that dominant team that everybody's chasing after you know i remember when dawn first got the job at south carolina i was an assistant at georgia um and they were pretty bad they had no following. Um, she just really worked. She worked really, really hard. I think the key thing for her, she got Asia Wilson to stay at home, um, and that really helped their recruitment, and she just built it. It didn't happen overnight. You know, it, it took her a while, but, you know, she's Dawn Staley. She's a, been a great player. She's, you know, a great coach, and she's really, really got it going. You know, she she is the model right now. Kim McNeil joining us inside the Pirate Radio studios. So what what uh, are the keys this offseason for you, Coach? You talked about wanting to build it with high school recruits but also you got to stay active in the portal so uh, what kind of pieces are you maybe looking to add yeah so we signed three kids in the early signing period and we got another verbal commitment from a kid probably about a week after the signing period so she'll sign here in the in next month actually you know and as the season went on you know you reevaluate your team and that is the one thing that the portal is good about you know you can go through a season and figure out oh I, I missed this piece in the early signing period in high school and that's kind of the the mentality that we're taking I want to get what we need in the high school uh, season and then as we reevaluate through the season if we need something and that's what we'll go to the portal for so you know we, we um, we're probably going to bring in a couple more bigs you know, give us some more size and give us some more strength there in the post. I love hearing players, and I believe it was Danae McNeil specifically who said she didn't like defense. It didn't really. <laughs> uh, I want to score, and and then, but you buy into what you're doing there at East Carolina, and you got that buy-in. It looks like from your entire roster, and for the incoming uh, girls, they're going to have to get on board too. So, what is Kim McNeil East Carolina basketball? If you had to describe it to somebody, I would just say gritty. You know, blue collar. You know, we don't when we win it's not a, it's not necessarily pretty. <laughs> forty six or forty eight, whatever that score, forty two, forty four to, to yeah. Houston, that kinda sums it up. No, but you gotta be hard nosed, you gotta be tough. Um, you can't, you know, 
you, you got to go get it. You know, we're not going to give anything to you. Nobody's going to give anything to us. So, you know, I always say defense and rebounding travels, you know, and, and this year we were able to, you know, put some more pieces in there that could score the ball. And I think we upped our scoring this year by about seven points. You know, I want to up that a little bit more next year with still being able to defend at an elite level. Uh, Coach Mac McCarthy joined us and he will be on the call when Tennessee takes on Virginia Tech coming up Saturday. He's calling their radio games for the women, does a lot of men's and women's games, and talked about ECU's defense and how unique it is, and it's not something you see every night. So where did you get your principles from? How much of those are are from your own brain? How much are you taking from past coaches? Where did you come up with your coaching philosophy? Yeah, Mac, he's my neighbor. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's my neighbor. He's about four (laughs) or five houses down from me, walking all the time. We talk all the time. Awesome. No, it, um, you know, it kind of, Corey, my, my, my husband, you know, he was at Georgetown back when Georgetown was in the Big East, um, when it was the real Big East. And uh, they, they ran a similar type of defense. So when we got together and was coaches together at the University of Virginia, that was the first time I was really introduced to it, and I really liked it. It works best when you can go make-miss. So on a make, you go into your matchup. On a miss, you go into a man, um, which kind of keeps the, the offense kind of off offset a little bit. But, you know, we, we normally press more out of it. And I, you know, I told him this summer, I said, look, I said, I think we're good at pressing. I think we're good in our matchup, and I think we're okay in man-to-man. And then we wanted to get our offense a little bit better. We know we needed to score more points. I said, we can't do all. We don't have enough time. So let's let's put the focus more on our matchup. And if we press, it's just because we need to press, and then that'll give us more time to work on our offense. So we really focused on in the half court on our matchup. We probably spend 30 minutes – 30 to 40 minutes a day on that. And I think we got really, really good at that and was still able to turn people over just as much when we were pressing. And you've developed a reputation. I know you want to play the full game, uh, 100%. Go ahead and get a lead and then cakewalk to a victory. But you've been the comeback kids, or at least the kind of stamp down, clamp down, as we said, (laughs) uh, there in the third, fourth quarter, the second half. You, uh, You just dominated opponents this year. What, you know, do you talk about that with your team that like in the game, th- this is our time or does it just happen on the court? You know, how does that happen? I didn't want it like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, goodness, can we come out and get a better start? And I think that comes with maturity. You know, we we um, we were up and down in practices. You know, we'd have one good day of practice, two OK days of practice. And that's got to get better for us next year. You know, we got you're not going to be perfect every day, but you got to string together two or three good practices and maybe one bad and then get it back together. We had too many practices where it took us too long to start and I'm a coach that I just believe that you're not going to show up when the lights shine you, you got to prepare a certain way and we played the way we practiced we started off it took us 30 minutes to get going in practice and that's kind of the way we started off the game so that's been a lot of the conversation here the last couple of days with the players is we got to get off to better starts we've got to be better in practice Kim McNeil joining us. Uh, personal question, Coach. How did you and Coach Corey meet? Was it a basketball meeting? It definitely meeting? was. Yeah. It definitely was. I mean, you know, recruiting, it's a small world. The coaching world is a small world. And I was at, uh, originally I was at, I think I was at, was I at Cal or was I at Georgia? I think I was at Georgia. And we initially met at a tournament in California. I was coaching at Georgia. He was at uh, Georgetown. And then the next season we met at the final four like hung out together and yeah. it just kind of went from there it was tampa at a final four that's awesome i mean you 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 said you're a basketball lifer you met your husband you've Through got basketball. from what i understand two very um intelligent but also athletic children yep from what i'm told so it's just uh it's part of the family now kim mcneil joining us here uh, inside the pirate radio studios one thing you 
we worry about when you have too much success not only losing players but losing coaches are you going to be able to keep the staff the continuity because that's important yeah yeah that's extremely important you know the chemistry the continuity um of keeping a team together keeping a coaching staff together so yeah as of right now everybody's here (laughs) that is good to hear good to hear so what is next on the horizon what are the key dates for you uh this offseason you're kind of looking ahead to coach yeah so uh right after your season over per ncaa rules you have to give the girls seven days off um we're actually gonna give them 10 so we're gonna get started back um next thursday um and it's just gonna be you know continuing skill work but really really hitting the weight room really really hard that's gonna be the focus um this spring and it's you know having our meetings these last couple of days you know we're not gonna call it the off season because we don't want it to be off it's gonna be called spring and summer season um, so we'll, we'll get going, you know, and finish out. We'll get about three weeks. You know, the good thing about playing long in March, you get less in the spring. So we only had last year, I think we did six weeks because we finished early. This year we played longer, so we only have three weeks to work mm-hmm. with the girls until they go home a little bit in the summer. What do you want to see from Amaya Joyner making a jump from a freshman to sophomore? Uh, amazing rebound numbers, uh, a lot of highlights. What do you want to see her improve on to get better as an overall player? Yeah, we talked about she got to get stronger in the weight room and I think she saw that against Texas those were some big girls yeah. you know so she's got to get stronger you know we want to work on her on her um she's a lefty but don't want to use her left <laughs> she's going right all the time so wanted to get comfortable using that left hand and then her footwork you know we got to get her footwork a little bit better in, in the post and just you know sometimes when she's in that at high post area it's just she's quick quick enough and athletic enough she don't need that spin move you know and so we're trying to get her to just go right downhill and go at people um but just those those three things are the three things we're really focusing on with her this offseason. You mentioned the lefty. So, that was the baseball pass she threw? Her right hand. Yeah. So, is she ambidextrous? Like... I don't know what she is. <laughs> <laughs> she Step eats, one, figure out what she, she is. <laughs> she eats and writes and shoots outside shots and free throws with her left hand. Right. But she's more comfortable dribbling and finishing a layup with her right hand and throwing with her right hand. <laughs> I crazy, told you. Right? I told you. <laughs> I've been telling you. You farm before folks don't know what you are (laughs) and she can use her left hand that's what we can use it she just she's like i'm just more comfortable going right coach and i'm like okay but at this level coaches scout it sounds like a good problem to have though like she could do it is it is and once we get her more comfortable with using that left hand and and, and i think it's more of a mental thing with her right now um but i think she's got three great years here at ecu and by the way that pass and finish unbelievable uh, amazing it it chills went through me because like we call it was a time out and you know they were full court pressing us very similar to what Houston did to us but a little bit different so on Danae's side of the floor they were face guarding Danae so when she ran up the sideline they were face guarding to where she couldn't get the ball so we called a timeout I said all right because this is a part of the press offense that we were doing I said Danae run up get about one foot inside the free throw line and then go long and I said I said mama just throw it out there she (laughs) couldn't get couldn't have been more perfect on the money in stride Shirley anything for coach McNeil I, I did have one question, Coach. Um, at the end of the game, uh, in the uh, a conference championship game, you know, everybody's celebrating on the court, and the camera pans to you, and you just kind of walked over to the bench and just kind of, I don't know, put your hand down on, hands down on your knees. And I just wanted to know, was that more of like relief, like finally we won, we we got where we wanted to go, we achieved the goal that we set out to, to achieve uh, during a season? Or was it just uh, elation? Like what was going through your mind at that moment? Yeah, Shirley, you know, it's been a long four years for us, yeah. you know, especially the first three years. And I think, you know, some of Power Nation kind of 
doubted us and gave up on us a little bit, you know, and I can't blame them, you know, with nine games, 10 games, 11, 11 wins. So, you know, it was a really tough three years, you know, dealing with, you know, COVID, dealing with, you know, the portal, um, losing my best two players two years in a row, um, just everything that we've gone through with this program. And just to see, you know, my first year here playing Memphis, counting 50 people in the stands mm-hmm. to the way we finished those last four games, you know, especially that triple overtime, you know, game to, to Houston. Uh, it was just everything, all emotions just was just coming out. You know, this is what I envisioned when I took over here at East Carolina. Didn't expect it to take me as long as it did. But to finally do what we did and just to just to know, like, the emotion and the excitement and the memories that we were making for these young women, that they will be able to share with their families, their kids when they get married. It's just it all that emotion just just ran inside for me. And I'm, I'm just I'm just so happy for Pirate Nation. You know, I, I'm glad that you know I, I'm learning now that when you win they'll get behind you <laughs> you know I'm learning that very quickly I mean how much fun was that Sunday night at the selection show uh, it was amazing that, the baseball game when we got back on that Friday having yeah. people there waiting on us just since I've been back like I go to grocery store ten, I have at least 10 to 12 people coming up to me I have no idea who they are <laughs> I see people looking at me like oh you know it's, it's just been awesome and so those have been our end of your meetings talking about that too with the girls like we want to take this momentum and run with it and you're going to get people coming up to you and people are going to be looking at you and just smile and say hi because they know who you are now and we really want to build on this we have to build on this momentum and continue to get pirate nation behind us and i also think i'm sorry cliff I, i also think it your social media presence also helps with that because i love watching the uh the after game kind oh, of yeah. uh i don't even know what you call that the sway the is that sway. what you call it's it the sway. Sway. Yeah. I, that just shows you my age but uh <laughs> Uh, but I, I love that because you could just see the cohesiveness and, and just how much they enjoy being around each other. But also, you get to see familiar faces. I I, I know Amaya because I followed her all through her, her uh, high school career. But, you know, to see uh, Sania and to see uh, Danae and know who they are and know what they, you know, what they look like aside from going to a, a basketball game and kind of getting to know these these girls in a different capacity i think uh really does help with the fan base as well and i i have truly enjoyed uh watching a lot of those uh it's not a locker room but those celebrations after the game uh because they've been a lot of fun yeah that's that's a part of who we are being in the community Mm -hmm. you know this this community has been great to us we're going to be you know even better back to them and just you know our tip-off dinner you know allowing pirate nation to get in and see these girls outside of their uniform you know all the community service that we do the diabetes awareness you know ag you know adopting her to our team um the list goes on and on you know the videos you know i want pirate nation to 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 know these girls outside of their uniform they're unbelievable young women they're very articulate and i just want them to to feel like they're a part of this family and 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 we have nothing to hide you know we have nothing to hide now i want them to go on this journey with us Women's basketball players lounge next year. We need to oh, uh, I'm all get some about girls it. on the show and oh, get to know cool. them as people. We'll, we'll talk about that. That'd Definitely. be awesome. They would love that. And I love that it seemed like you, 
you know you weren't happy to be there but it felt like y'all were able to enjoy the journey as you were going on with it is that fair to say it, it definitely yeah. definitely you know it was um you know ncaa is something that you'll never forget and i told them you know once we see our name called across the screen that'll be a, I, I can still as a player I, I went my freshman year at rafford i can tell you where we were who we played that whole experience is <laughs> something that you will never ever forget and you know i, I want to do I, I what we have we have the american uh conference uh trophy out in our four-way in the in the in the um offices and i walked up today and i went up and i talked i talked to her i saw her you know and i told her i'm gonna get you some company so when i walked back in my office danae and micah were in there and i told him i said look the trophy she's lonely she, she, she wants some company we got to get her some company next year yeah yeah get her a friend uh coach thanks so much for hanging out uh, well, thank do you for you, having me can you like i don't know go to the beach for a day or hang out i mean do you have any light at the end of the tunnel as far as a break coming up look my son plays little league baseball for greenville yeah there is no break. <laughs> My daughter plays softball for Pitt County. There is no break. no break. We are right into it. Right, Ramey Steins is Caden's coach, so you know there is no break. We don't get a break till August. <laughs> oh man, do you get to talk junk to Coach Steins? Take some frustration out on uh, officials? Like if you <laughs> no, get we, mad we, at them? we leave him alone. <laughs> Ramey's a good guy. He He's is. been great to our sons. So. Fantastic guy, Coach. Uh, thanks so much. Uh, congratulations again. It was so much fun watching y'all, and can't wait to uh, do it again next season. Yeah, appreciate you guys and all the support go pirates all right kim mcneil joining us inside the pirate radio studios let's take a break come back more basketball talk on the way we'll talk to jeff nadu barstool sports about the sweet 16 action coming up tonight that's on the way when we return after this You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Brown and Wood is your home of the best selection of GMC, Cadillac, Buick, and Mazda in Eastern North Carolina since 1937. Shop their entire inventory online at brownandwoodauto.com or visit them on Greenville Boulevard. Brown and Wood, Greenville's number one dealership and the home of the lifetime powertrain warranty. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is Clip Rock. All right. Man, that was awesome uh, catching up with Kim McNeil. Her energy, positivity, it Love is it. infectious. And, I should have uh, asked her. Oh, I forgot to ask her about the 90s R&B because I know she's a fan of that. And I wanted to ask her about right. that. I forgot. Save that next for time. next time. Uh, but man, great catching up with her and uh, already looking forward to talking more uh women's basketball eric says i think coach mcneil is just relieved she doesn't have to answer questions from patrick the menace mason <laughs> for several months the menace mason somehow we have painted patrick mason who's like this kind Gentle. soft-spoken midwestern kid yeah. into like the biggest uh heel in uh in the east but yeah it's funny all right let's uh head out to the pirate radio live line fired up for tonight some great hoops and uh we'll talk about it with jeff nadu barstool sports who joins us here on pirate radio live big man how you doing today 
Pretty good. How are you, Cliff? Hey, I'm doing great, and uh, I know you are staying busy. Glad to have the March Madness back, but I was wondering, Jeff, uh, with all of the other basketball going on, you can really find an edge in these other tournaments if you know who's motivated, who's not motivated. You can get some real matchup uh, mismatches with the matchups and everything. Did you do any uh, dabbling in the CIT, CBI, NIT between the Sunday to Thursday NCAA tournament break? Yeah, I played the NIT the last two nights. I went four and zero. So yeah, I'm pretty pretty happy with it. Um, you know, the NIT is, is for for me on Tuesday. It was all unders. I played two unders, and then yesterday I just played uh, UAB and Utah Valley. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of value in it. A lot of people aren't paying attention to it. Um, you know, like the tournament, it's all about matchups and, and, and just finding um, just teams that, A, are just good matchups or, or ready to go. And, and I felt like I had a good read on it, so I fly, let it fly. Speaking of unders, Jeff, that has been the way to go in this NCAA tournament for the most part. I think some overs might have came in on Sunday, but Thursday through Saturday, a whole lot of unders. Is that something you're looking at? Uh, does that trend continue? Is it about time to buck that trend as we get to the Sweet 16? What do you think about overs and uh, unders, generally speaking, for uh, the rest of the games? Uh, I think it really just comes down to, to just the matchups. Um, you know, you're going to have different locations as opposed to the locations we had in the first uh, two games. Um, but yeah, for me, it's all about, you know, kind of matchups. And, and as far as, you know, like tonight, like I think two games can go over. I think two games could go under. So, uh, for me, it's all about matchups. Let's talk about those matchups. Our coverage begins uh, in just a little bit right here on Pirate Radio. 6 o'clock, our coverage of the tournament begins. First game, 6.30. It'll be on TBS, Michigan State, and Kansas State. I rode with the Wildcats against the Kentucky Wildcats on Sunday, and they gutted one out. I have gone against Sparty in both games, Jeff, and I have lost both of those games. I had USC money line and uh, also was against Michigan State the other day. I took Marquette live when they got off to that terrible start. And uh, credit to Tom Izzo and Michigan State. So this is a team I have personally doubted, Jeff. I want to ride with Kansas State again tonight. Is that a mistake going against uh, Tom Izzo? Uh, well, I think the game from a side perspective is tough. I mean, I, I like both teams a lot. I think uh, you know, Tang's done a great job. We know Izzo's great in March, but I think when the rubber meets the road, I lean Michigan State, and I just really look at the fact of how good defensively they've been in this tournament, which, which I didn't think they would be. They haven't really shot the ball well from three. We have to remember, this is a top-ten three-point shooting team. Uh, they haven't yet had a good shooting game. So I think that's probable here. They're a great free-throw shooting group. They don't turn it over. I think their guard play is about the same as, as K-State. They're both really good. Um, I think the over is probably a plaid lean here. I thought 138 even was a bit low. I feel like both these teams are getting into the 70s. Um, two pretty fun offenses, two groups that are that are solid defensively, uh, but I don't love them. Um, I lean Michigan State. I lean over. I just feel like at some point we're going to get that great shooting game for Michigan State. I mean, you look at it against Marquette Clip. They were two for 16 from three and still won the game by nine. Uh, first game, they were, what, uh, five for 14. Still not great. Still won by 10. So, I lean them. I lean over. Let's look at the game number two tonight, 7-15, CBS, Arkansas, and UConn. I remember, Jeff, 
this was maybe Thursday night or very early Friday. You already had a bet in for Saturday, Arkansas. And at that time, he was either four or four and a half against Kansas. You love getting the best number. You certainly did because it was way down uh, once the time they tipped that off. It might have went down and went back up to around three and a half or four. But uh, at that point, I just went Arkansas money line. You know, I love the Razorbacks. We've talked about them a lot. UConn, uh, kind of a helter-skelter team uh, for you this year. I know at times you've loved them. At times they went on that losing streak and couldn't figure out what was going on. Really good team. I love this matchup tonight, Jeff. Uh, UConn is a a four-point favorite, total around 140. So how about this matchup, Razorbacks and Huskies? Um, I'll probably go Arkansas because I always take Arkansas, but I'm really looking forward to this game. Yeah, I, I think it's a real coin flip, man. I, I think I'd give UConn a little edge on a neutral, maybe one and a half, two. But, I mean, at four, I, I felt like there was value on Arky. You know, obviously, this is a tough game because I think Arkansas is the better guard. Like, I'll take Nick Smith over whoever, Ar- whoever Connecticut has. But I wonder, I mean, do they have an answer for Sunogo? Yeah. Um, and the rebounding stuff. I think Walsh and, and, and guys like that can, you know, Anthony Black, I think I think they're capable. Uh, but Sonoga definitely, this is, a, I think, a matchup where you miss Trayvon Brazil. It would have been nice to have him. Um, they do have Jalen Graham. He hasn't played a ton, though. Uh, this is such a tough one. I lean grabbing the points. Who wins? I think it come down to the wire, man. I really do. I think under, this probably be a place I'd look more under. I've, I kind of had this one like 68, 64, something like that. I, I think both these teams, it's going to be a half-court game. I've said before, I, I think if you zone Arkansas, you're going to have a good good game plan. Um, and they don't like to shoot threes. They're not good at shooting threes. Uh, they're very much a half-court offense. And UConn is a group that you know is kind of good on both ends, but I love Arkansas defensively. So I felt like this was a, a typical grinded-out game, You know, probably a lot like the Creighton games this year, which for the most part were, were you know, 69-60, 56-53. Um, I, I think these games are pretty low scoring. Jeff Nadeau, Barstool Sports, joining us, looking at tonight's action. Great contrast to styles. Florida Atlantic plays a really fun uh, style of basketball. Tennessee, we saw it against Duke, then, and we know with Mike Schwartz here uh, how they love their defense. They are tough. They are physical, and they showed that uh, against the Blue Devils over the weekend. Uh, Tennessee, a favorite in this game. That total in the upper 120s, uh, 129 and a half I'm seeing here. Uh, so how about this, Jeff? Uh, Tennessee, are they uh, now the favorite there in the East? And, uh, and what do you think about their matchup with the Owls tonight? I mean, FAU shot the ball, I think, 19 for 60 from three, and they're in the Sweet 16. Another team that hasn't shot the ball well, but their guard play is elite, and um, they're much better defensively, I think, than we give them credit for. Look, I don't want to hear like, oh, well, they played FAU. It doesn't matter. That's who they had in front of them, and they played them. I thought they were good against Memphis. This team is good. I, I've said it all year. I think they're really good. This is obviously going to be very difficult, but I don't see why they're five and a half point favorites here. I think maybe two, three makes sense, but five's a little high. FAU's really good. They've been great all season. I think they're much better offensively in this game. I think as long as they can do well in the glass, which they should, they got big Vlad Golden down low. Um, I'm pretty confident this game comes down to the wire. I, I'm surprised to see FAU continue to get very little disrespect. Um, I, I think FAU uh, is a live dog in this game for sure. And then a classic matchup to wrap it up, Gonzaga, UCLA. They've played some uh, epic tournament games. The 
Adam Morrison cry on the court game. Also, the buzzer beater from a couple years ago. Tonight, UCLA, a slight favorite. It's a, a high total, of course, in the 140 seeing 146 uh gonzaga ucla tonight jeff looking forward to that one any any edge uh any lean on either side of this one i took gonzaga uh plus one and a half uh it's come down from two i think that has a lot to do with the fact that look they don't have Jalen clark he's definitely out i think a dean bonner i i would be from what i'm hearing i think it's probable that he doesn't play i think it's more leading towards he doesn't than he does um, they're going to have to have him. He's not healthy. We know that. Um, that's not great um, because Drew Timmy is you know, the best big you have left in this tournament. So I, I, I have a hard time wondering if without him, this is just, I don't think a great matchup. I, I think the guard play for Gonzaga is just super underrated. If they get Bolton to play like he did the other night against uh, TCU, they're going to win this game. Uh, he was awesome. Strawther's great. Um, this is still the best offense in this tournament. Um, I, I think this is a pick-your-poison game, and Gonzaga is just so tough. If you're going to give me points with them, I, I'm going to bet them here. Jeff Nadeau joining us. Jeff, let's look at Friday real quick. I've enjoyed <clears throat> fading the public and riding with Nadeau and taking San Diego State these first two rounds. They are a pleasure to watch, and by that mean, I mean they just smother opponents, and they they dominate, and uh, it's, it's been fun to to be on their side these first two games they got alabama some high spreads coming up on friday night jeff alabama seven and a half or san diego state houston seven and a half against miami creighton nine and a half against princeton the other game uh boy this is gonna be a fun one texas and xavier so what do you think uh real quick just anything jump out at you for friday slate yeah i mean i was pretty early on san diego state i played at seven and a half Pretty happy with that number. Saw at one point it was eight, then it went to seven. Now it's at seven and a half. Um, another game. I, I think you know. Look, I get Alabama. I know how good they are. I get it. But I mean, San Diego State has played a lot of really good basketball teams, man, all year. I mean, we remember them cutting their teeth out in um, you know Maui. Played Arizona. Played Arkansas. Played St. Mary's. They had a. I remember Arkansas. They went in overtime. That was a thriller earlier this year in Maui. Should have won the game. Yeah. Yeah overtime um they played ohio state played byu they, they played a lot of solid teams man that was a tough conference they were in they beat a, a good charleston team a, a good Furman team look i get they're going to be an underdog but i'd put it at five five and a half i mean they have the kids to, to run with, with alabama these are two top five defenses in america i think you kind of cross them out um i think san Diego state's better offensively than we give them credit for they're a great team on the glass uh, they've got a lot of experience they got a good bench. I think they can absolutely match up wall-to-wall with them. Look, is Brandon Miller the best friend of the court? Yeah, no one will tell you he's not. But I think San Diego State's well-coached. They have experience, and they play as a team. They're much better offensively as this year than they've been in years past, too. Um, I, seven and a half, I love. We love the basketball chat with Nate Dew. If you need more, you can find it on a YouTube uh, Barstool Sportsbook, and you can find Big Man on Basketball as he breaks it all down. And uh episode earlier today you can check out on YouTube. And, uh, Jeff, anything else? Uh, you got more coming up on uh, on Friday as well? Yeah, I'll just kind of throw out as well. I think Miami. Uh, look, I love Houston too, but there's too many good players on Miami to be getting that many points. Um, I think you make the case that Nigel Pack's best guard in that game. Um, I, the fact that you have O'Meara healthy, um, that's a lot of points. I know he used to get turned on at any time, but 
Um, I, I think if you're going to give me over three possessions, I'm going to lean on Miami. I had, uh, <clears throat> by the way, I've had the U these first couple of games, enjoyed that ride, but Isaiah Wong really struggled and looked lackadaisical in their first game against Drake. And and then I, I watched him the next game, and I took his over 15.5 points just because he had such a bad game the first game. And he had that same kind of lackadaisical feeling and, and look to him, and he had like 26 points. It's just kind of the, the guy he is. He's not a real rah-rah guy, just kind of laid back, lets the game come to him very smooth very good player and you could argue game to game who is the best guard wong or pack but yeah pack has been uh tremendous in the i've enjoyed watching miami basketball these last couple of years that might be the best uh guard matchup we have left here in this tournament i mean uh you know you got sasser mark and uh you know shed and then you got you know those two i mean it, it's gonna be a great back and forth um i think Ramirez is is the best big in that game if i'm being honest so yeah, I, I think um, I think that's a great game. Oh, really good games think across the board. I yeah. see a case Princeton hangs around. I, it's it's a good group of games here in eight games here. Jeff, four games, whatever. Games. Jeff Nadeau talking hoops with us. Also, you can check out the sit down podcast. I'm not a TikTok guy, but earlier today Chandler said he enjoys. Uh, he, he follows and is subscribed to. Um, to the sit down and also follows you on tiktok jeff and uh, likes what you put out there so you are uh <laughs> you're all over the place you got your brand uh, splattered all over everywhere well i appreciate that I, i'll just say this i don't know how, tic- how long tiktok's going to be around if i'm being honest uh, but yeah. uh you know it, it, it's we've had some success on it pretty quickly so i'm happy with that they do thanks for joining us man enjoy the hoops and uh we'll check out uh you on twitter because you're always talking hoops there and uh, also, Big Man on Basketball on YouTube. Thanks for joining us, man. We'll talk to you again next week. All right, Cliff. Thanks, man. Jeff Nadeau, Barstool Sports, joining us here on Pirate Radio Live. Did you think we forgot about you? We hadn't forgotten about you. Open up the booty bag, Shirley. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty as far as the eye can see, and we got to get rid of some of it, so we'll do that right now. Two one lucky caller. What are we giving away today, Charlotte? Ooh, excuse me, a ten dollar gift card to Familia. Oh man, Familia. Caller number five. Five three one seven twelve fifty. I have a lot of Familia suggestions if you'd like them. Three one seven twelve fifty. Caller five is a winner. We're back with more Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Contact the licensed professionals at Beauty Bar, Medispa, and Red Banks Road in Greenville. Free consultations available by calling 752-1406 or visiting beautybarmedispa.com. Enjoy your visit. Love your transformation. And congratulations to Chad Carwine of Greenville. Picked up a $10 gift card to Familia. Familia is your place for great Italian food, whether it's great New York-style pizzas, homemade meatballs, lasagna, chicken parmesan, or 
the delicious homemade desserts, Familia is a winning play every time. For dine-in or takeout, make Familia your go-to play when you have a hungry team. Familia on Fire Tower Road near Pitt Community College. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. All right, the Buccaneer Music Hall is your beacon of music in the land of the Pirates and Eastern North Carolina with live music seven days a week. No cover during the week. Ladies in free every Friday and Saturday before 10 p.m. Plus, you can watch your favorite sports at the Buck on the largest 4K TV in Eastern North Carolina. Visit thebuccaneermusichall.com for a complete schedule of live events this week. We have NCAA tournament action coming your way tonight on pirate radio so if you're in your car you can check out the games coming up tonight first one michigan state and kansas state at 6 30 pregame coverage uh, here on pirate radio beginning at six o'clock 7 15 arkansas and yukon will tip off nine o'clock fau tennessee and then at 9 45 ish it'll be gonzaga and ucla so uh chandler i'm gonna go I had fun um, having K-State on Sunday against Kentucky. I love their little guard. Uh, he is a stone-cold killer, and I'm going to ride with him again tonight. I'm going to take K-State. Who you got? I think I'm going to go with um, – tonight I'm going to go with Nadu, and I'm going to go with the team that I have winning it on my bracket – I'm going to take Gonzaga, I believe, plus one and a half. All right, I was talking about that specific game. But if you would like to jump to another game, you're free to do so because we do live in America. I'll take Arkansas. Okay, hadn't talked about that game either. (laughs) Great end of the show, though. And glad you were here to kill a segment. (laughs) I was literally going to go through the games real quick. Was that Michigan State, Kansas State? You picked two winners from other games, and that's fine. Oh. No, that's fine. That's cool. I thought you were asking. We're out of time anyway. We got to go. Thanks for being here. I thought you were talking about my picks for the night, my picks to click. Great to see you. Shirley? All right. See you Friday, 3 o'clock. See you Friday. Pirate Radio Live. And we'll see you fine folks as well. Coming up on a free beer Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Excited to talk some football with Tony Dunn because there's a lot that has transpired these last two weeks. A lot of Panthers talk coming your way tomorrow as well. We will see you then. Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.